ladies and gentlemen, from Chicago, Illinois, introducing first, Hank 312, and his partner in crime, the incidental nerd, together they are, rustling talk and randomness, and this is Let's Talk Welcome everybody to Wrestling Talk and Randomness Presents. Let's talk about wrestling. This is episode number seven. I'm Hank 312. That's Incidental Nerd. We are here with Miss Valfonce Capone, mm, yes. Chicago uh, badass, malort slinging, wrestling going, rollerblading badass. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Derby, bro. Derby. This interview's over. Son of a bitch, Hank. <laughs> We practiced this. Roller derby. Roller skating is fine. Roller skating. I don't wear blades, man, unless I have one on you. This is what we're here for. We're here if to you learn. say she blades, she's going to cut you with one. Yeah. I understand. Shit's going to get weird. But this is why we do this. Like, I knew that. I just wanted to, you know, fub it up on purpose so y'all knew the seriousness <laughs> of what's going on. Look, we wear quads. We wear uh, four by four wheels, you know. Yeah. It's like read a book, you guys. Top, it's roller back. derby, mm-hmm. not rollerblading. Right. So yeah, read them books. Yeah, read read a book. Don't be a dick. There's many books about roller derby. So yes, written by good friends of mine. Episode number seven. Mm. Here we go. Val, thanks for joining us. Thank you. You just finished up some tacos. I'm I'm glad they were uh, so good to your uh, palate. Mm-hmm. You know, to your standards. So so I like um. My brain is like kind of on fire at the moment because I, I'm so excited to be number seven because that's a good lucky number. It is. Absolutely. But also, uh, like I know you're incidental nerd, but I'm absolute dork. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm a super cool guy. I don't know if you guys knew that. That's actually true. Gospel <laughs> truth. Um, as soon as you said episode number seven, I'm like, that's so perfect because my number is eight nine. Seven Yeah, it's terrible. It just goes. The universe my brain just flowing through it. Math. Oh no. I don't math. It's just numbers. <laughs> I, I had a math off on Thanksgiving against my cousin who thinks he's, like, he's 23. He thinks he knows it all. And You're like, like, calm down, Alex Trebek. Yeah, pretty much. So, like, it was just a like random conversation. Like, like, dude, like, you suck at math. He's like, no, I don't. I'm like, yes, you do. He's like, no, I don't. I'm like, boom, math off. I'm like, I told my sister, I'm like, yo, bust out some flashcards on those phones. That sounds like the worst and, holiday ever. <laughs> right? But it wasn't because I whooped his ass and he was like, how are you so good at math? I was like, Boom. And I here's had a, um, here's a secret. I suck at math. Oh, snap. But I, yeah. You just suck less than he does. 100%. But that's enough about me. <laughs> we don't care about me and my stupid math and my nerd family. Uh, this Val. is getting edited out anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see it? It's fine. It's fine. No. This is, this is the madness. Uh, we thrive in chaos. But Val, uh, thanks for joining us. You know, we've been trying to get this done. Thing, You're a very busy person. Uh, at times, I was actually just telling you guys this before we hit the record button. This is like my fun employment season nice. because I really don't have a lot going on right now, which I know anybody that is listening to this that knows me is going to be like, yo, okay. I was, I was just thinking, I was like, 
Wait. I don't like free time, personally, to be honest okay. with you. Um, unless I'm sick, then of course I need my downtime. But it's, you know, I'm a beer vendor at Wrigley. That's what I do. Right. That's my actual job. Right. right. Um, and so I am gainfully employed from April and hopefully through at least part of October. My employment was cut very short this year. Once short. By the way, it screwed me really hard with Medicaid. Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah, because of those two games that I got in in October, I was denied them to cover my my medical bills and stuff. Which we can talk about that later. Wow. um, And then I I also, uh, last year, or two years ago, rather, had the great idea to go visit some very good friends of mine, Charles and Ashley, uh, who moved from the north side of Chicago to... Phoenix. Well, they live in Paradise Valley, so it's Phoenix area. Right. Okay. Beautiful, gorgeous house. And they were like, come visit us in March and let's go to spring training. I was like, yeah, I've never been to Sloan Park. Let's go. And I went there and I was just blown away by this little Bebe Wrigley Field, but it was 96 degrees. And <laughs> it was March 19th. And I know this because that's also Bruce Willis's birthday. Oh, shout out Bruce mm. Willis. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's like the only Republican I'll ever marry, except for he voted for Obama twice, so that's why I'm like, hell yeah. Shout out Bruce Willis. I'll be like his seventh wife. Bruce, if you're listening. He does like roller derby. He goes to Gotham Girls games on occasion. Yeah, in New York. There you go. But anyway, so I ended up uh, asking a gent who looked like he was in charge because he had a clipboard and a radio (laughs) on his shoulder. And I was like, how can I work here? He's like, we don't really hire people. I was like, oh, I understand. That's how it is at Wrigley. I've been there like 12 years. It's really hard to get a job there. And he's like, you're hired. So last oh, year, shit. I actually worked spring training as well. Oh, so, wow. Like, yeah. what was that transition? Like, wh- like because you worked already in the organization? No, because I can handle high volume. And he oh. was like, well, you have a way to get out here. I'm like, I have a car that I think will make it to Arizona. I hope so. Yeah. And he's like, well, do you have housing or relatives? I was like, yeah, I play roller derby. I have a whole family all across the world. And so I basically just, you know, I stayed with Charles and Ashley for uh, like two weeks or so. And then I came home and did my training for Wrigley and threw Tall Dad, the greatest human on the planet, his uh, 70th birthday party at the Metro. Nice. It was pretty cool. Nice. We had like 500 people there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it was pretty rad. And then I drove back to uh, spring training and I... Stayed there until just before opening day. That got snowed out here. But, yeah, so that's what I do. So I am very busy from February to hopefully some of October or all of it. Um, the whole damn thing. Yeah, let's hope. 2016 was too rad to not have that happen again. And then November, December, January, I really don't do that much. Okay. So it seems like I'm the busiest person alive because I always got something going, but that's because I, like, get real antsy if I don't have something <laughs> to do. Okay, so fair enough. find stuff to keep me busy. Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, I bartend at Nisei Lounge. I'm their uh, bringing day drinking back bartender on Saturday Did afternoon. Did leave? Nice. Well, you know, because Wrigley primarily has day games. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's a very big day game community. And right now, with the sadness of winter, they're... <laughs> Is no day drinking. So Nisei Lounge, we are on a mission okay. to keep dr- day drinking 365. I like it. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good goal. Yeah. So if you're ever bored in on the north side of Chicago and you want to come visit and talk about wrestling or drink Malort or talk about wrestling while we drink Malort or none of the above and just say hi, uh, Nisei Lounge. That's where I'm at. I went to a show. I forget where I saw you. I just popped in. Yeah, where were you? Yeah, you were like walking down the street and all of a sudden it was I like... I my head in and mm-hmm. the guy's like, I get your idea. I'm like, no, no, I'm just going to go say hi to Val. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know Val. Yeah. yeah, and when I walk in... Don't you know who I think I am, buddy? <laughs> Whenever I walk into Nisei, I always feel like the most awesome, like, 
warmth and love because they go bah, 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 like nice. just like y'all do and i was like oh my god my other family Aww. like it's so great it's so great awesome well yeah. i'm glad you know you're keeping busy i'm glad you weren't too busy to not join us no i canceled stuff to hang out with you guys tonight. well thank you very well, much yeah I'm i don't know if that works on a bench it doesn't work for females yeah. but it's cool yeah. you think i'm a good guy it's yeah cool. good guy Val. yeah good guy Val. i do all right or good, good gal Val, because it rhymes but good guy Val is fine good gal Val. good gal Val. Bench. I should be on a shirt from the office. Yeah. The well, you know, half my family does Hanukkah, the other half does Christmas, but none of us are religious whatsoever. Um, so I can translate a decent clip of Yiddish if you really need to get into the ch. I can help you out. Oh. Like I'm definitely a, I would call I would call myself a yid, which okay. some people think is a derogatory term, but I take pride in it. Like you know, taking the power back kind of thing. Gotcha. Because gotcha. I like the history, I like the tradition, I like the ch. I even like I used to love gefilte fish. I don't I don't really eat. So so being that you celebrate both your only kind of Yiddish. Yeah, I'm an ish, yeah. But it's more so because I used to eat bacon. I have tons of tattoos and I bang the hell out of the goyim. Oh, there you go. that's a terrible joke. The goyim are the non-Jews. I knew that. Yeah. I knew. Goyim means like non-believer. I think it's like goya as in like the Spanish seasoning. Yeah, I'll bang the hell out of that seasoning. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. Spice it up. Um, Pick me up with some seasoning. Girl, you know. No, um, but it's funny though because because <laughs> my, my birthday is January 2nd. And so... Coming up, people. Coming up. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to Disney for my birthday. So nice. My dad's like talking to me Speaking about Speaking of Disney, that was like one of our questions on our... Oh, I'm, a, I'm Disney obsessed. I'm a Disney mark. Like, whoa. Look We're seeing some tats. Nice. Some little Mickey. Mouse get ears. Muscles. Little Mitchkey mouse. Yeah, I do believe uh, D-Ray was asking... Do you have it on there? Or should what? I look for it? Oh. It was, uh, where's your favorite... What's your favorite place That's in really Disney World? That's really a question World? for somebody? Oh yes. my gosh. Favorite spot in Disney World. Oh my stars. Okay, so uh, in Disney World, because yes. that's Florida. Because as a good Jew, I spent a lot of winters in Florida. Yes. So that's where Disney my World. love of Disney came from. My grandparents, awesome. my, my maternal grandparents, my okay. Jewish grandparents take me all the time. But um, so at Disney World, as it, geez, there's so many different places. So my favorite ride at Animal Kingdom, which is the newest park of Disney okay. world is definitely Expedition Everest because the Yeti is my boyfriend. <laughs> okay. um, also, Tusker House is the best place for character dining because they have a phenomenal buffet and they really cater to people that have dietary restrictions. Uh-huh. I never, I didn't feel weird. Like at Ooh. other places, I get food anxiety from not being able to eat everything. But when I go there, I'm like, pile it up. My buddy Steve, who was with me, uh, Star Spangled Hammer is his derby name. He's nice. a derby announcer That's out of awesome. St. Louis. He was like, look at how happy you are. I'm like, we're at the happiest place on earth. Um, <laughs> I just get to eat everything. Yeah. Epcot. Uh, I love Epcot so much. My favorite thing about Epcot is probably Spice Road Table. It's a fantastic restaurant. Again, very accommodating with mm-hmm. dietary needs for omnivores and vegans and everything in between. Yeah. Perfect place to watch. Um, the uh, I want to say it's called Illuminations. The fireworks at Epcot mm-hmm. that start about 9 o'clock. If you can get like an 8, 8.15 dinner reservation there, Ooh. you have the best seat ever to watch sure, the sure. fireworks. And nice. they have wonderful sangria if you're feeling like imbibing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I, I just like the three caballeros ride in Mexico. <laughs> is really fun. Um, at the Magic, Magic Kingdom, no longer called the Magic Kingdom. Oh. Like, duh, it's Haunted Mansion or nothing. I mean... Sure, sure. 
Is this even a question for reals? <laughs> mentioning um, mentioning Haunted Mansion, I was a little disappointed. <clears throat> um, had the opportunity last year to go. It was my wife's first time. <gasps> you guys should have... I wish you would have told me. I would have told you everything about Disney. Well, we also have uh, 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 Ask Dan... Dan uh, Escobar, Escobar, who uh, loves- is basically a, a tour guide. He is a Disney yeah. aficionado. He goes yes. like once or twice a year. Oh. Yeah, he was just there for his birthday. <laughs> I'm going twice in like less than a month. <laughs> Boom. Step your Disney game up, Dan. So, but, but I was ready to have a Disney off. Who wants to lose? <laughs> I was so upset because we get, we finally get into the Haunted Mansion and we get into the elevator, mm-hmm. and you know, there's the, the, yes. the really cool reveal. Oh, you can take my way out. Yeah. <laughs> And, and there's a bunch of freaking millennials with their phones out, and it totally killed the whole vibe. Uh, yeah, but that's because they're douchebags. That's not Disney's fault. It sucked. You know what? Okay, so here's something that's super sad, and then I'll tell you the best parts about Magic Kingdom. And then Hollywood Studios. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hollywood yeah. Studios. Used to be MGM Studios. Studios. Um, that's my favorite part. That's why I'm saving it for that's last. That's my favorite place. Like Vanessa Williams, yo. Save the best oh, for last. I feel it. Um, so at Disneyland, which I go to quite a bit as well, because I have a lot of family in California, and every year, and um, it's about like eight or nine, or maybe even almost a decade now, annually we have a roller derby day at Disney World, Disneyland. Excuse cool. me. And it's um, hosted by myself and usually my um, assistant manager, Aeroswift, who's like my little sister from another mister. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a couple other, Susie Snake Eyes is hosted with us, V Diva. It's um, Blood and Thunder, which is like a roller derby lifestyle website, and they have a magazine cool. as well. They made those I Hate Val Capone's Guns t-shirts, <laughs> yes. you know, oh. to help pay for my medical bills when I had like life-saving surgery. Gotcha. They, yeah, they are so wonderful. They also gave me my ring bell. I have That's a right. I have a ring bell in my in the trunk of my car. I got to work it on Wednesday. Yeah, girl, get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Blood and Thunder, they just love us and they love they love roller derby and they want people to like remember that roller derby should be fun. It is a lot of work, but it's also a lot a lot of fun. And so they were like, "Hey Val, you do this Disney thing every year with you and your closest buds after RollerCon, which is a roller derby convention I help manage annually." Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and that way you know I figure. Oh, we have people from Australia and Denmark and Idaho and Florida, and everybody's all in Vegas. Well, guess what's only a few hours away, or your international flights are flying out of L.A. Anaheim's right there. Right. Let's make this a weird bonus trip to tack on to the end of RollerCon. Awesome. You know, because after a week of, like, chaos and loud and intensity, what's better than chaos and loud and intensity with children? (laughs) So we do Disney every year. And Very so um, the Blood and Thunder folks, they they were like, hey, we know that you're really involved in wrestling these days, and you do ring announcing, and you're backstage correspondent, and you're just a huge lady mark, and you do your podcast scheduled for one fall. Shout out. Shout out. Um, Whatever. I was under this week. Oh, yeah, you were. You were great. Hi. Hi. I was fantastic. You were. I got to swear at you a lot. <laughs> I listened to it. I was like, oh, man. Get that microphone out of my face. Um Anyway, so they gave me a ring bell That's to awesome. be like props on your wrestling career. We That's really cool. You. Yeah. But anywho, so we were on one of the many trips to Derby Day at Disneyland, and Aeroswift and I were on a ride, the Haunted Mansion, and it broke down. Oh. And it broke down like three different times while we were on it. Oh, damn. Like for more than a half an hour, we had to listen through like to the room where the, like, the spirits are playing the instruments. Yeah. The sound of your tambourine. 
for like 40, 30, 40 minutes. And I was just Lucky like, you. oh, no, 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 no. And we started to move and then it broke down. And oh. then we were still in that room. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what is happening here? Just give me a like, send us a signal from the beyond. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is my favorite ride ever. Please don't ruin this for me. <laughs> and so then we're going around, and we get to the part where they're having the big party, you know? And there's, like, the spirits dancing. Yeah. And the paintings shoot each other in the air. And there's people blowing out candles, but then there's nobody there because they're all ghosts. And right. the ride oh, broke down again. Oh, mm-hmm. man. And it broke down for so long, a cast member finally came on and said, uh, sorry, folks, we have to evacuate you. Whoa. And keep in mind, we had missed our fast pass for Space Mountain. Boom. And I was like, maybe if we get there in time, if we get there before park closes, they can't turn us away. It was a nightmare. Shit. And the worst part of all was they turned on all the lights so you could see how the ride worked. Oh, no. And I will not ruin, you know, I will tell you there is no Santa Claus, kids. But I will not ruin your haunted mansion for you. But now I know how everything works, and it makes me kind of hate life a little bit. Oh man. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my favorite about. Uh, um, you're a Disney mark. You love. I'm a major you're Disney you're mark. A, a mark of many. Marks. Marks. <laughs> I got many marks on me, which is funny because I do have the five hash marks right there. But um, yeah, Hollywood Studios, best park in Florida. The Star Wars. Star Wars. I'm so excited for Star Wars. SNL Bill Murray. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, no, the, uh, this guy. The, the Star Wars ride that they currently have right now is so great, but I can't even wait for Galaxy's Edge. Like, Oh, God. Dude, yeah. I'm freaking out. I was just reading last night. I couldn't sleep. And at like 3.30 in the morning, Yikes. I was like scrolling through Disney stuff online because I'm going in a few weeks. And I was looking at the blueprints for the the hotel that they're building in Florida. There's only going to be 100 rooms, and I need to be in one of them. They're called cabins. And it's, like, going to be, if you want it to be, like just, like... Like, super immersive. Yes, yeah. where you can just, like, dress up and be the Star Wars. Yeah. And, like, when you get into the hotel, you can't see, like, anything outside of it. That's pretty cool. And all the windows supposedly you're going to look like you're in space. Right. And the elevator kind of get, takes you into hyperspace mode. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. freaking out about it. I don't yeah. Star Wars, but that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't a lot of things. Star Wars, Harry Potter. I, well, I, <laughs> I don't know how to handle this. This is really the fucking of my world. I mean, okay, so, like, admittedly, we're not of the age group for Harry Potter unless it's, like, something Correct. that you fell into. Correct. But, like, when that came out, I was already in college. Yeah. I was not given a shit about... What I thought was the boy wizard, apparently it's the boy who lived, because I got, like, hate mail from people when I mentioned the boy I mean, wizard. He's also like, a boy wizard. Right, so I wasn't wrong, but evidently he's called <laughs> the boy who lived. Oh, that's I was really like, mean. yeah, well, you're about to be the boy that's going to die if you don't shut up about your Harry Potter. But um, I went with one of my best girlfriends to her, like, she went off to grad school, and so her family was so gracious. Uh, they invited, like, three of her best friends. So me and two others nice. to join them for a week in Florida. So, of course, naturally, we went to Disney a bunch. Mm-hmm. And we also went to Universal. And I love Jurassic Park. <clears throat> Jurassic Park is my favorite book probably of all time. Maybe rivaled with um, Devil in the White City. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <gasps> I'm flipping this table! <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but, like, I really love historically-based fiction. And obviously Jurassic Park is fictional, but it's really based in science. and Right. Yeah. Anywho, so I was very excited to go to Universal, and then they were like, no, Harry Potter all day, and I was like, I don't know anything. So they got me a white shirt, and they made me take the test 
And they were like, oh my god, you were so from the House of Gryffindor. Yeah, your Patronus is a black bear. I can absolutely see that. And I was like... I, I was, like, nothing at all. I was like already in my second or third year of college when that came out because I graduated hella early. So I was like worried about paying Humble for, brag. No, truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't no bragging, just truth. What do you keep saying now? This week, uh, weird flex, but okay. Weird flex, yeah. In the 90s. Yeah, I love flexing how old I am. Good point. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, I, I, I have a daughter. She's twenty three years old, and so the Harry Potter stuff came right at the right time for her. Oh yeah. So okay. I read all of those books as they were released. I read them out loud to her. Oh, that's cool. And then we went and saw the movies, and she's a huge like she could care less about Star Wars, which breaks <gasps> it breaks my heart. It breaks that's twice in a night. I it can't handle it. Breaks my heart. Saber Junior, help me. Well, Val, don't ever talk to Pac about Star Wars if you ever. Cause like, I mean, I have I have two different Star Wars tattoos, which I get harassed about all the time. Yeah. People either really appreciate them, or they're like, "Oh, excuse me, you can't have both the light and the dark side." Because I have the <laughs> rebellion symbol on my right shoulder, and I have the Imperial logo, which I happen to have the earrings on right now, so I guess a little bit more dark side tonight. But but as as, as like we're Devil learning, Angel, you know? but like as we're learning in these new films, there's got to be a balance. Well, no, I mean I knew that from yeah. the first time I remember seeing Return of the Jedi was at a drive-in theater, and I like I was like, who are those teddy bears that are attacking everybody and thinking that <laughs> that guy is a god? Yeah, those Ewoks. Yeah, Ewoks. Nice. Yeah. I like it. the Ewoks though. Yeah. Um, I you know they're yub nub and stuff. Cat Saber Jr. I'm so, what are I'm you so doing? Star Wars. I love Star Wars. So Star Wars. So Star. But that's why Hollywood Studios is my favorite park yeah. at Disney. I I spent we spent all a like a lot of time there. And it they, just was like so great. Yeah, they also have a lot of really again um, as somebody that has like a food based illness, mm. so I have to be very conscious about what I put in my body. Right. Like it's really, I get really, I don't, I'm very confident. I'm really ridiculous. I have no problems with life, really, honestly. I have a good time every day because you never know when the last day is your last day. So for sure, right? You should always have a good time while you're at it, right? That's yes. Right. However, thank you so much for being so accommodating. I do get really gnarly food anxiety, so that's part of the reason why sometimes I don't go out after shows mm. because if we go to a place where I can't eat anything, right? Or I, I also sometimes have to go to work, to be honest with you, because I bartend at the Flatiron as well on Fridays, or usually on, just on Saturdays, but, you know, my shift starts at midnight. Oh, Yikes. So, like, the last, yeah, yeah. But in, in, like, you know, a few hours, that's how I make my Disney dollars. Of course, of course. <laughs> but um, that's why the last Freelance show, I actually had to miss the end of it, so I had to watch the end of it. Oh, on Powerbomb? Yeah, on Powerbomb.tv. I was watching on Powerbomb.tv. Freelance should be your code for a free trial. Um, Darn straight. Cheap. Plus. Well, so, you know, that was a great Disney talk, but <laughs> I'm not sure... Uh, I can talk about Disney for days. Well, we I may, on, like, a Disney we may have to do a Disney podcast and get... We can have a Disney off, like you and oh, no, Escobar and D-Ray. No, they're all going to lose. My cousin, who I already said he's, he's a know-it-all, he worked at Disney, so he thinks he knows it all. Oh, I've never worked there because I have uh, very many visible tattoos. Including a pair of mouse ears, but well, he had a very ugly mustache that he just shaved today. So, oh, congratulations, congrats on that! Oh yeah, because no, was he doing the Movember? Or was he just no. being dumb? Yeah, no, oh, okay, he was cool. just being dumb. All right, cool. Shout out soup. They call him soup. What up, soup? You're gonna lose. Yeah, for some reason it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. But I called him Marsupial one day, and I was like, I'm just gonna call you soup. It's like that'll never stick. And it's uh, and. 
30 years later, here we are. Um, what up, Soup? Fun fact, Soup. I tried out for the new Mickey Mouse Club. What? I made it to the third round. Such good singing, such good dancing, killer acting. And then, boom. We're sorry. You're too old for this. But I'm not even 13 yet. Yeah, you're a little old for this job. Wow. Guess wow. who got casted that year? I bet you'll never guess. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Ryan Gosling. And a girl named Nikki who probably has a meth problem because she's the only one of them that ain't famous. Oh. Hashtag Nikki Mythnage. Would that have been... <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Would that have been Christina Oh, Christina Aguilera, Aguilera was also well. on that year. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I know. Basically, you're like one of them. I'm my husband. I never was. <laughs> it's fine. I feel like my life turned out pretty all right. Even though, I, I mean, you know. you're here with us. So. Yeah, I, I you're killing it. Yeah. You are I mean, killing it. I mean, you're here with us, and there's cats. Yeah, so. there's a cat that loves me named Cat Saver Jr. Yeah, I got so. the kind of name. So, tell me about <clears throat> how did you become the Lady Mark? What is, like, how did you learn to love wrestling? Like, what's your, what's the first stages of you loving wrestling? So I mentioned my Jewish grandparents yes. quite a bit because they were basically 50% of how I was raised. Okay. My parents were both roadies, okay. um, meaning they would either tour manage, production manage, lighting design, security, etc. Um, my mom was kind of out of the picture early on, so her parents stepped up okay. and were amazing. Nice. And um, my father, who is the greatest human being to ever grace this planet... Tall Dad, as yes. I always call him. Um, he's. It's funny because people are like, well, who's Tall Dad if I know your actual dad? I was like, well, he is my actual dad and he's fucking seven feet tall. Oh, what do you want me to call him? Is he legit seven feet? Well, he was 6'11 most of my oh, life. Now he's 6'8, 6'9 because yeah. he's almost 71 years old. Yeah. So. He's, but, he's, but he's a big dude. He's a giant. Tall Dad. The only reason why I'm so short is when I was in high school, I was actually hit head on by a semi truck in a car accident. God damn. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I stopped growing. That's why I was already this tall. I mean, I'm 5'9 on one leg. I'm 5'9 and a half on the other. I'll show you when I stand up. My right leg is half an inch longer, which, you know, whatever. But anyway, so my father was didn't exactly have um, <clears throat> your quote-unquote normal dad yeah. job because when I was... Six weeks old, we were on tour with Sticks for the Pieces of Eight tour. So oh. when people talk about their first concert, I was like, not allowed. Just like when Paige was like, her first wrestling match was in the womb. Right. right. My first re- my first show was in the womb because my parents worked for Kansas. Nice. You know? Wow. Yeah. And it was really surreal. And it actually was part of the reason why I love New Kids so much, um, New Kids on the Block so much. Because I got made fun of mercilessly. Mercilessly. Thank you. Words are hard. Mercilessly, when I was a child, because I would wear Clash t-shirts or David Bowie or The Police, which nowadays people would pay like hundreds of dollars for my nightgowns when I was a little girl. Right. Of course. And like, I mean, I remember seeing Talking Heads as a kid and seeing Tina Weymouth playing her bass like so high up in the sky. I was like, oh my God, she's so great. And like, I was obsessed with Blondie because my gumps, my grandfather used to call me Blondie because I looked like Cindy Brady when I was a kid. <laughs> Lisp and all, I used to talk like this. Nice. Cindy Brady, Cindy Brady, Velcone is Cindy Brady. Yeah. Um, and so I was like obsessed with Blondie and like I was really, because that's all I knew. And I've always hated Journey since I was a child, for the record. Okay. Please stop you believing Journey hate, was never You known. hate Journey. Oh, with a venomous passion. I, I know Because this. they're garbage. They're garbage. They're like, Viper. why would... You could at me all you want, universe. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck Journey. 
And it's not because of the White Sox, because I am from a bisexual household where we support <laughs> both teams in Chicago. Okay. We just prefer the Cubs. Right, right. And, you know, the White Sox should beat every single team in the universe except for the Chicago Cubs. I agree. Okay. 100%. Just let the record show. Everybody's yeah, yeah. like, that's why you don't that's, like Journey. That's how I'm I feel. Like, no. Yeah. It's because they're fucking terrible, and I hope Steve Perry, like, I don't want to say anything bad about another human, but I will say that I specifically... He stubs his toe. I specifically bought his solo record when I was in Portland for Roller Derby just to destroy it. And when the owner of the record shop overheard that, and I was buying a bunch of other stuff, mind you, he goes, you know what? That one's on me. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. Nice. True story. So anyway, so my dad was like the king of all roadies, and he has been since I was a little girl, hence my love of Iron Maiden and all things like that, right? Yeah. I've never missed seeing Slayer on a tour my entire life. Nice. Even when I was a little girl. That's awesome. Uh, same with Iron Maiden. Never missed them. But I was really in a new kiss on the buck because everybody made fun of me in grade school. And so we would like play Foursquare and I'd get whoever was the king got to sing a song and I'd always sing like a weird metal song or something. And they'd be like, why don't you like Debbie Gibson? You're so weird. So I went home to my grandma and I was like, grandma, everybody's so mean. They made fun of me for so long because I was singing songs that aren't cool for kids. And she was like, oh, don't you worry about it. At the beauty parlor, I heard of the newest band. You're going to love them. And I was like, Graham, who's that? And she gave me this clear Maxell uh, cassette tape that smelled like watermelon. And she was like, oh, they're the new boys on the street. <laughs> so I went home and I heard, you're my popsicle. Yeah, and like totally into them, right? So I went to school the next day and I thought I was the coolest kid ever. And I was all, hey, guys. Check out this song I know. It's from the new boys on the street. Oh, no. And they were like, you're so lame. Like, they're new kids on the block. And everybody got up and walked away. Aww. And then there's sad little Valcone, just ready to cry. So I went home, told Grandma what happened. She took me to Adventure, because it was Wednesday, so it was Senior Citizen Day. Everything was 10% off. And she bought me every single new kids on the block thing that they had in the store. Anyway, but... <laughs> I was like, that's great. But, but back to wrestling. Um, so my father, I asked him, I was like, Daddy, the first match I ever remember seeing live was the Chicago cast of the triple cast of WrestleMania 2. And he was like, oh, no, kiddo. I used to see, I used to take you to see Baron Von Rushke and all that. And I was like, what? I saw the claw live? I don't remember that. <laughs> the claw. Mm-hmm. And, he, and I would just remember being a little girl being like, you know, Watching Velvet McIntyre lose to not-so-fabulous Moolah, like, I remember being floored that girls could wrestle. Awesome. Because I had never seen it before. You know what I mean? And I was just in awe. And part of the reason why I went was because uh, William Refrigerator Perry was in the, I want to say it was like a 50-man or 25-man or whatever, NFL Battle Royale, Mm -hmm. you know, because the Bears were so hot and they were capitalizing off the 85 Bears. Um. And then my dad worked for Ozzy for a very long time. Okay. So yeah. cool. Yeah, like we were on the Diary of a Madman tour. And like, our, I don't remember much about the tour, but I remember my sister trying to get in the ambulance because somebody had thrown up. He like was biting bats heads on stage, like to kind of play off the notoriety of the dove head, that he, the actual dove. But it, there were always rubber bats. Right. Yeah. And somebody threw an honest to goodness bat on stage. Oh. Yeah, and he bit the head off and was like, that's not right. And so they had to take him away in an ambulance. And I remember my sister trying to get in the ambulance. That's what I remember about that tour. But I was like three. <laughs> okay. So, um, Good so, memory. Yeah, but Ozzy, um, 
he escorted out the British Bulldogs, if you'll recall. And he was wearing, like, a salmon pink suit. Oh, shit. I don't remember that. Yeah. And so that's why I thought we were there. And my dad was like, no, it's because I, I was the LD. Um, sorry. Lighting designer or lighting director for the Slammies. And I was like, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. So then I'm at his house and he's smoking weed because that's what he does. And he's, like, going through all these catalogs and he's, like, showing me, like, lighting... I don't track. I don't. I don't know what you would call them, but like basically his his handwritten notes for the first ever Slammies. Oh, jeez. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And you know, my dad was always super cool. Like he always wanted sons because every, in theory, every parent, right? You know, moms want girls and dads want boys, and it's like no, he he like wanted sons, but he loved that he had two little daughters. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And like I had my. She-Ra's Crystal Castle, right next to my Castle Grayskull. Shout out to She-Ra. Yeah, always. She-Ra, She-Ra. But my dad was super supportive of me, like, loving singing and dancing and doing theater, but then also being like, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be a honey bear. Not so much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Stupid Cassie. We're starting to get a vision of of what we've seen before us. (laughs) (laughs) This beautiful combination that is Val Capone. Or tragic combination, whatever. But yeah, so it's because of my dad, actually. So tall dad, 100%, is why I'm such a lady mark. And the reason why I love wrestling so much is because it combines every single part of what I love about life, like the camaraderie that you have with strangers who instantly become friends, who instantly become your family, or who eventually rather become your family. And, you know, it's like theater, but it's athletic. And it's kind of rock and roll, but it's really kind of nerdy. Yeah, it's very rock and roll. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, my dad came to um, a freelance show that I was filling in for Kirby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Mm -hmm. Kirby was sick, I was filling in as the ring announcer. And he came in, and he, he was, of course, very proud of me. And afterwards, he was like, I'm real proud of you, kiddo. But when I, I would, like, run back to the sound booth and hang out with Max. Shout out to Max, um, who's part of Team Awesome for Life. He's the <laughs> sound guy for yeah, freelance. freelance. He's amazing. Um, so I'd run back there and grab a sip of water. Got to keep some pipes hydrated, you know. Right. I'd be like, Daddy, what do you think? And he's like, well, you know, the lights are pretty good. Oh, that spot was pretty good, but, you know, this time, da 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 like, Oh, my God, how about what is your daughter doing well? And he's like, well. Screw the lights, Dad. No, but he was so cute. He was like, well, if I had something to tell you you did wrong, I would be the first person to tell you. I was like, did you just tell me I did great? And he's like, well, I didn't tell you you sucked, so you must be doing well. And I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. But, nice yeah. job not sucking. Yeah, way to not suck, kid. A little sidebar, um, I know you said that Ozzy used to come out with the British Bulldogs, or he came out with the British Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, earlier today, Cody Rhodes had tweeted a picture of his dog, Pharaoh, mm-hmm. and he's like, the first dog of wrestling. I was like, first of all, Matilda's rolling over yeah. in the grave. Yeah, I was like, how dare you like, do I that love Pharaoh. He's a beautiful dog. Oh, but, he is a beautiful dog. But let's not forget Matilda and the British yeah. Bulldogs. Yeah, R.I.P. Matilda. <laughs> um, and you know, it's funny. So, I'm a beer vendor at Wrigley, like I mentioned, and yes. I sell Goose Island beers, and we used to sell Sophie and Matilda, and every time somebody I would, would order one, I would think of her. Isn't that bizarre? Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Everything is wrestling, as I like to say at times. Yeah, essentially. Um, I was very much into wrestling, and I always have been. And I was so we had some cockatiels at home. So I used to put them on my shoulders and do the Coco, Coco Beware. beware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I used to wear like um, bike chains around my neck and bark at my grandma. Nice. And be like, oh, really? Yeah, and she was like, "What are you a junkyard dog?" And I was like, "No, do you want grandma?" That's exactly. What I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, like, um, you know, we would do, like, we would do crazy eye makeup and be, like, sensational Sherry and 
And I mean, she I just, awesome. yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I was, oh yeah. Like I just loved everything about wrestling. We would like snap to it. Like, you yeah. know, <laughs> ever since I was a little girl, like I have a wrestling ring and it's funny because some of my roller derby friends, as I mentioned, were like, you're so into wrestling now. What's that? And my best friend, Carrie, she got like offended when I told her that she's like, don't they even know you? Have they never been to your house? You have a WWE, WWF wrestling ring on your wall it's the first thing you see when you walk in there's a there's a frame photo of Marilyn Monroe like a giant picture one of my friends gave me because I love her okay and a WWE ring right there like it's the first thing you see when you walk in and then Marilyn awesome so you know it's I kind of I kind of feel like that's a pretty good description of me (laughs) (laughs) a little a little bit of wrestling yeah and I try I actually did try to join the wrestling team in high school and I got told um, you could be the water girl. Oh. And this was in the early 90s, yeah. you know, early to mid 90s. So things were thankfully not as great as they are now. I mean, they're thankfully different now, I should say. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got told that I could be the water girl. And as much as I love water, uh, I think that that's disgusting and rude, especially when there were guys that were like, ha, 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 girls can't wrestle. And you would whoop their ass. And I would see them in the locker room, or in the locker room. Whoa! Hey, oh. Beeping time here. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'd see them in the weight room after Wrong. school. No, yeah. I'd see them in the weight room after school, and, like, they would be pulling plates off my leg press. Now, I realize people look at leg press like an amateur hour workout, but when you're a 14-year-old girl... And 15, 16, 17-year-old guys are pulling plates off. That's, like, a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. Absolutely, You know, and I just remember, like, being disgusted that they thought that it wasn't okay for girls to wrestle. So it kind of dissuaded me from even getting into sports. And so I just kept going to punk rock shows and breaking up fistfights and (laughs) wrestling in other ways. And that's how I started bartending at 19. And, yeah. So it all kind of ties together. Well, I know earlier we had said that, you know, we've been trying to get you on and, you know, you're busy and you're not busy and this and that. I really wanted to get you on post evolution Mm -hmm. because I know you were there. And I cried every five minutes. Right. I know it meant a lot to you. (laughs) It did. It still does. Oh my God. Yeah. So like walk me through it. Like tell us like, what did it mean to you? Like what was the experience? You were front row. Yeah. You almost got hit in the face. By Charlotte. In Multiple the, times. Yes. In the, by in her candlestick. Kind of I yep. have mad conversations with Shayna Babesler. Babesler? Babesler. I nice. fucking love her. Oh, God. She's so scary. So I mean, so when they announced Evolution, we were like, no brainer. I'm there. You're not missing that for the world. Yeah. And actually, so here's what's tricky about it is that um, Vinnie Mac, uh, my work bestie, his name is Vince. So we, I was going to say, not Vince McMahon? No, not, not Vincent Kennedy. No. Vin E. Mac. Oh, oh, yeah, gotcha. yeah, no, V I N E period Mac. I get you. Gotcha. Anywho, so uh, Vince and I go on the road for wrestling quite a bit together. We we're always at Shimmer and <clears throat> Rise, and like we try to. See, and he's not like a creepo with all the binders full of women. He's not one of those guys. Like he just supports women's wrestling, just like a normal human being does. Right. Not tummy touching. No, not at all. He's not that creepy guy right. that like goes and instead of like hugging. A wrestler where you would hug him around the shoulders or something that's like a safe hug he's not one of the creeps that goes around your waist and tries to hug you like hell no if right, anything right. he's like i don't want to be rude or offensive so he like oh, gives them space you know like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's good dude he's good people he's the best actually um so he and i kind of started going on this ringside cavalcade if you will <laughs> of like all these wwe pay-per-views because we both work at wrigley field 
He, mm-hmm. he does security for the team. He was front okay. office security. So he got, like, the second tier, like, right underneath the players oh, nice. of the World Series ring. Oh, nice. Oh, damn. Yeah. Like, that dude works his ass off. He fucking deserves it. And so I'm a beer vendor, so that's how we became friends, like, 14 years ago. And then it came out that we both love wrestling. And so I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, do you ever go to Shimmer? I'm like, yeah, sometimes. So then we started going together. I was like, come to AEW. Come to Freelance. You know, like, we started. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, you know what? The Royal Rumble is my favorite pay-per-view. If the Cubs win the World Series, I want to fucking sit ringside at Royal Rumble. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I'm in. And so we did nice. for Royal Rumble 2017. Right, right, right. Yeah. Remember, yeah. And NXT TakeOver in San Antonio. And then it kind of just started from there. And then we kind of got hooked. And so we started buying all these like ringside tickets, blah, 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 blah. So as soon as they announced um, Evolution... The first person I texted was him. <clears throat> I was like, this is actually happening. And the thing is, I had already had a commitment to the Cubs first. Okay. Because that could have been a World Series weekend. Oh, yeah. We didn't know where that was going to be and how right. that would look. So Vince was like, how about this? Let me buy these tickets just in case the Cubs don't make it to the World Series. But then I had already committed to if the Cubs don't make the World Series, I was going to be announcing a roller derby tournament in um, Birmingham, England, the Ooh. Continental Cup, like one of the finals before the World Championship. Oh, shit, nice. So I was like, well, i got to be honest, you can buy these tickets, but I might have to be in England. And I, <laughs> I can't say no to this because I want to do this and I'd love to do this. And then it was like the fucking gods of wrestling and roller derby said, hey, she's had a hard time health-wise over the years. Let's... Let's kind of level things out of it. So my doctors all of a sudden were like, you cannot fly more than five or six hours at a time right now because I have Crohn's disease, Mm -hmm. which is uh, invisible, incurable, chronic illness. And usually I have it pretty much under control. Like when people see me, they're like, you have Crohn's. Right. You're not skinny. I'm like, first off, (laughs) I didn't realize you were a douchebag, but I guess (laughs) you are. You have foot and mouth disease? I didn't know, because you don't seem like a douchebag normally. Um, But it affects everything from your mouth to your bum and everything in between, right? Okay. And uh, your hair, your skin, your joints, your eyesight, your memory, everything. Okay. Like your connective tissue, which is why when I get hurt, hurt, I get hurt pretty gnarly. So I I tend to have flare-ups this time of year because of all the stress of just baseball season and Mm -hmm. life. Yeah, yeah. And my doctors were like, you have a lot of inflammation. Your inflammation markers are insanely high. They're not as high as they were when we had to cut out most of your intestines. But it's pretty close. So you cannot travel by air. And I was like, whoa. What? I'm supposed to go to England. And they're like, no, you can't be in an airplane for five, six hours. There's Mm -hmm. no way. If you were going to, like, Florida to go to Disney again, we'd Mm -hmm. allow it. Just try to stay off roller coasters. And I was like, but... Wait, so what? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, there's a lot more to do at Disney than just roller coasters, by the way. Um, But anyway, so they're like, yeah, you can't be in the air because of the pressurization of the cabin Mm. and possible turbulence. Right. And it could cause your intestines to rupture. Yikes. And so I was like, holy shit. Okay, well, and then all of a sudden the Cubs got knocked out of contention, and my doctors were like, you can't travel for this long. I guess I'm going to Evolution. And Vince was like, good thing I bought those front row tickets because he was just going to sell them if the Cubs were in the World Series. And I was like, okay, dude. And he actually got second row initially. And then the night before, we went to this wonderful Cuban restaurant um, right by our hotel. And uh, we were just like, 
chilling out in our room watching like some weird Tom Hanks hairnet live Halloween special. And he just happened to look and see like our front row available. And he found them for like cheaper than we paid for our tickets, I oh, guess. Shit. So he like <clears throat> and he and he asked me, he goes, Do you know anybody that you know, he's like, Do you know anybody that would want our second row seats? And I was like, Oh geez, I don't know. And he goes, What about your friends from Minnesota? Um, our friends at podcast, the married marks. Mm. Like they are amazing. Nice. Shannon and Richard are amazing. And so, um, yeah, so they ended up taking our second row tickets. They gave him whatever they gave him. Right. And so I was able to experience that with like two of my best podcast friends, like directly behind us. Mm. I had no idea that our seats were right. Like the front row seats we're right next to uh, Front Row Carrie and yeah. Brock Lesnar sign guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, both of them are really nice, and people need to chill the hell out and stop shit-talking those guys. Because <laughs> they're fucking marks just like we are. And right. And they just work their asses off, and so they buy these expensive seats for the shows they want to go to. And what is so bad about that? That's what I said. Hey, Nothing man, at all. If I could do it and knew... If I, had one, had the money for to do it all the time and knew exactly how to get that, I'd, I'd do it all the time. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Like, people often think I'm, like, a plant. Like, the, I didn't even know what Reddit was until I apparently was on it. Oh, were you Reddit <laughs> I guess so. I, they wanted me to do an AMA. I didn't even... I was like, American Music Awards? What? Nice. Like, I didn't know what that was. But um, people always talk smack about those guys. And, like, Simon and his mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay. Oh, yeah. Maybe Simon got should, the long hair? Maybe, yeah. Is that Simon? Maybe he that? shouldn't be wearing, like, sunglasses inside. But who knows? Maybe he has, like, an eye thing. Yeah. Or maybe he has a headache or whatever. I don't know. Migrants. I, I often yeah. wear I wear my sunglasses inside all the time. When I'm at roller derby tournaments, you will never see me without sunglasses, a hat, and earplugs. Because whistles all day need to go away. And Plus, your future's so bright. I just gotta wear shades. Oh, Cat Saber Jr. is back. Um, anyway, so we were able to like, give them our tickets and we sat front row and oh. it was like, I was so nervous. Oh, so first we went to, um, we went to shoot, let me look up what the name of it was because I'm forgetting at the moment. I'm sorry. Um, we went to a local show. Well, they actually usually oh. just run out of, um, Massachusetts. Okay. I want to say it was WWN. Yes. No. WWR Pro, Women's Wrestling Revolution. Um, right you can follow them on Twitter at WWR Pro Wrestling. It was really, really awesome. They're normally based out of Massachusetts, I guess, but they ran out of Long Island. They ran out of uh, Mikey Whitbrook's, like, oh, no shit. his place. And I'm looking at the wall when we're there. I go, that's a fucking brick wall from EC Dub. Yeah. And and uh, somebody was like, you know, Mikey Whitbrook. I was like... Shut the fuck up! And I'm like marking out over the brick wall for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is to me. It's very important. Of course. Of course. I mean, jeez. <clears throat> I almost wore my um my uh, blood, sweat, and beers Sandman shirt today, but I decided since I was eating vegan tacos, I should wear a Zack Saber Junior shirt. I feel you. I you feel know. You. But anyway, so Vinnie Mac and I did that during the day, and we got to see some of my favorite, our some of both of our favorites, independent wrestlers. Um, Zoe Lucas. She's okay. amazing. She is. She's, she's really good. so good. Yeah, she's Will- great. Willow Nightingale. Okay. If you don't know her, she is phenomenal. She's such, like, life and love in the ring, and she's just, like, this, like, the girl with the power. I mean, she's just amazing. And um, Solo Darling, who's, like, really well-known in Chikara, Chikara okay. circles. She's oh, okay. amazing. Um, Shazza McKenzie, of course. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, it was just so great. Uh, Tessa was there, Indy Hartwell. Like, it was so good. There were so many amazing, amazing women on that card. So we did that during the day, and then we were standing outside, and um, we were, like, looking for a lift or something. And all of a sudden, this dude just comes up. I'm trying to see if I can find his Twitter so I can give him a little shout-out. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, this dude comes up, and he goes, "Uh, do you guys need a ride? And, you know, of course, being a city kid, I was all (laughs) arms distance. But I'm like, wait, we're in a wrestling show. Right. And there's two of us. And this guy seems legit. He was wearing a Bailey Santa Claus hat. I was like, yes. I was like, well, we're we're going to the Coliseum. We're going to Nassau Coliseum. He's like, yeah, I am too. I just figured, you know, it's going to take you a while to get there by lift. And I'm going there too if y'all want to go. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. If I can bribe you to stop at a Starbucks because I'm exhausted and because of my dietary issues, I can't just go to any regular bodega. I wish I could, but I can't. I have to have stupid filtered water, and that's why I always drink bottles. I hate it. The hippie in me hates drinking bottled water, by the way. Okay, okay. I hate it. Fair enough. Oh, it makes me crazy. But anyway, so Adam, um, he was so great. Uh, it's Adam Suzanne on Twitter. He is just wonderful. And so we just kind of like marked out and dorked out, and we went and had food before we went to the Coliseum. And as we were driving up to the Coliseum, my heart was, like, racing. And I didn't know if it was because of the food or because I was so excited. But I was just, like, I couldn't stop smiling. Like, I can't stop smiling right now talking about it. You know what I mean? So we get there and we park and I'm, like, shaking. And I'm, like, oh, my God, is this really happening? Like, I've waited my whole life for this. And I know that sounds cheesy, but I don't really care. I'm getting all choked up. (laughs) And it's so stupid. Um, No, it's awesome. Thank you. So we go to meet Shannon. And uh, she's like, we're over by the merch trucks. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll find them. So we go around the far side, right across from the hotel, where apparently Big Show got arrested at for punching somebody years ago. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I look, and there's two double-length trailers full of merch. That's awesome. Not a single male piece of merch sold. Oh, that's really cool. I know. I was like, that's why I'm getting choked up. Damn. I never, I didn't even think about that or knew that, but that's really, that's really cool. It was amazing. And so I bought the Becky versus Charlotte shirt, and um, I bought something for, oh, I bought one for Vince, too, so we can have matching shirts, because I'm that guy. <laughs> and also to say thank you to him for being such a good friend, and right. for not being a creep. You know what I mean? Of course, like, yeah. like he, made, he added to the experience, you know, he wasn't, you know, he didn't have to worry about him. Yeah, being I didn't weird. have to worry about him being a binders full of women guys or being creepy. Like, I can share a hotel with him and know that everything's safe and fine of and course. I'm protected and he's like a brother to me and yeah, yeah. Like one of my best friends. Of course. Um, That's important. So I had to buy him this Charlotte versus Bex because we we both love both of them and yeah. we'll almost always have Charlotte shirts on. Like, I wear my <laughs> custom made one and we change shirts all the time, like, <laughs> at shows. And nobody's ever noticed it until this one. Right. But we do it all the time. I guess. Like, you. we're dorks like that. But I don't <laughs> care. Your wardrobe change. No, yeah. that's a thing. I'm like the fucking, you know, Mariah Carey of wrestling tees. <laughs> or if you want to get, like, 90s reference, I'm Michael Stipe at the Video Music Awards. But whatever. Yikes. Yeah, MTV Music Awards reference. Creepy. Um, Those things used to be awesome. Yeah. So I Used to be. So we're, like, sitting there, and the married marks come running up, and we're, like, hugging and, like, crying that was the first time i cried was when i got to hug my dear friend who i only know because of the evil of the internet doing something good for once the internet could be a good thing yeah so then i was like oh they have the evolution i was their pins i'm like i I was like how much are they and they're like five bucks i'm like give me twenty dollars worth 
one for her, one for me, one for he, and then I'll give one to whoever's cool inside that I meet. Yeah, yeah. Right? And hopefully I'll make a friend for life kind of thing. And so we go inside, and Shannon and I are, like, shaking. Like, I couldn't even give my ticket to the guy. I was like, I'm really sorry. I've been waiting for this moment since I was seven years old. And he was like, yeah, it's going to be really cool. Keep your neck like, yeah, keep it moving, lady. So we go inside, and, like, everybody's hopping and skipping and dancing, and, like, it's crazy. That's a much different vibe than your regular show. Oh, my stars, yes. And we go in there, and... People are just looking at each other and making eye contact and smiling. Oh, my God, I'm getting choked up again. (laughs) And there are so many women and girls there. And it's so important because... Sorry. No, don't be sorry. Because at so many shows, I've only been talked to via my tits. And um, it was so cool to see, like, guys looking at you like a person. Right. And... It was just really, really moving, hence the crying. I'm sorry, everybody. No, no, but but this, you know, obviously, you know, you're very, you're being very candid and, you know, definitely no judging, but that shows the importance for for people who don't get it to why evolution was such a big deal. Yeah. Like, l- listen to Val talking. Like, she's sitting here, you know, there's tears coming down her eyes because, and this is now a month removed or more, like, it still means <laughs> that much to her just because it was such an amazing experience. Like, we, you may not... You may take it for granted, but that's why it was so important. Just because what Val experienced, you know, yeah. you you felt different. It was it, it was it's something you've always. I didn't have for. a single person look at my boobs or my ass. <clears throat> I didn't have a single person call me sweetheart, honey, right. darling. Like if one of you two were to be like, "Hey, darling," I'm not offended because to me that's not you being a creep. That's right. you being my friend. Yeah. yeah. It's like I would be like, "Hey, doll, how are you?" But I would never talk that way to a stranger. I would never be like, that's not. like giving dirty looks to women. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been at shows where guys only like, like look at me and then look me up and down and are like, hey, or they go out of my, le-. you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is how I get treated at shows, and I can't yeah. even imagine like what some of the like Amber, who is a regular at all the freelance shows, uh-huh. you know, and she's AAW, she supports everybody. She's so she's an awesome lady, Mark. yeah, for sure, yeah, and she's fucking gorgeous and. She's very, like, thin and, you know, like, media pretty, but she's also really beautiful because she's just a really good girl. She is, yeah. I can't even imagine what she must feel like at shows because, you know, regardless of whatever, like, just being treated like a piece of meat at my size, at my age, I'm like, I can't even imagine what, like, a 20-something, you know what I mean? No, of course. And and that's, you know, that's the shitty part of wrestling, you know? Absolutely. You know? That's the shitty part of the world, let's be honest. Yeah, 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 absolutely. For sure, like... You know, uh, I, I think, you know, we, we specifically talk about a lot with Kirby, talking about we love wrestling, especially like the promotions we go to here in Chicago. It's just because it's kind of like an escape for everybody, right? And it's um, it's like where we're all accepted. Like, we all come from different backgrounds, and we all have different stories, but and we all have our drama and our bullshit, you know, that bugs yeah. us during the week and whatnot. But once we get to wrestling, it kind of all goes away. Right. And it sucks that there is still that... Very, you know, it's 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 a it's a very small minority that still kind of think like that creepy and, and leers yeah, creepy. and like the people that should talk women at shows and yeah. assume that I must be fucking every wrestler just because I'm a woman that's in the back. It's like, no, I'm there to do a job. And right. My job is to help promote independent <laughs> wrestling and the talent there 
within it. Yeah. And it, I can't even tell you. Like, I'm so sorry. For, I'm fucking. I'm not sorry. No, don't for be. getting all teary eyed and crying. But no, like, don't it be was, at all. It was the most beautiful experience I've ever had yeah. at a wrestling I was, like, show. Super excited for you because I knew it meant a lot to you. Yeah. You know, obviously sitting here talking to you and looking at you now, I now I know and I feel how much that meant to you. So yeah. like, it's even yeah. cooler. I mean, I didn't even mind. And keep in mind, I have Crohn's. I had to wait forever to go to the bathroom, and I was <laughs> thrilled. I was so excited. Right. Because there were so many women and girls. <laughs> I'm sure there was no line of the dudes this time. Absolutely not. <laughs> I almost went in the guy's bathroom, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I was having too much fun having conversations with people behind me and in front of me in line. Yeah. And, like, watching all the little girls that were dressed up like the Bellas or, like, Charlotte or, right. like... Somebody was dressed like Asuka and like watching the guys dressed up like the Bellas or Charlotte. I didn't see any male Oscars, but you know, um, it was just so cool. And just like the nods of respect that everybody was giving each other and high fives. And like I stood in line, I missed the very first match. I want to say it was Rhea Ripley in a squash match, which is a bummer because I love her. So I wish I would have seen it, but um, because I waited in line to get the stupid collector cups. Because I was like, I'm not risking it. Normally, I would just be like, oh, you'll find them at the end of the show. I, I literally just bought one off eBay today. I was on eBay. Oh, yeah. I was like, it, <laughs> it came across like my, you know, I was like, because I have a lot of cups from like back in the day or yeah. just events or even when they were at 7-Eleven for SummerSlam 2010, yeah. maybe. Um, and it came across, I was like, damn, I need that. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. 15 and bucks. So- yeah, pretty, I mean, that's really the cost of the, of the drink. That's what I paid for it, and I didn't even get anything in mine because bubbles give me troubles, and they didn't, they wouldn't just give me tap water. So I just bought, like, one for me, one for Adam, one for Vinny Mac, yeah. one for uh, each of the married marks, and one for, I forget who else. I bought, like, $72 worth, worth of cups. Evolution Cups. That's oh, because man. I was just like, I don't give a fuck. This, no. is my, this is my Christmas. This is my Hanukkah. Like, yeah, yeah, I have... Yeah. I didn't go to All In specifically to work Luke Bryan at Wrigley, mm. spe- just so I would have money for the postseason. Yeah. You know? And so this is what I had spent my puke Bryan money on. Evolution <laughs> cups and pins. And so, okay, so we're standing in line, and the match is over, and we get in there, and we walk down, and I just felt like that whole like wave of emotion all over again, just walking down, and knowing that we had ringside seats, and everybody smiling as we walked by, like... I mean, wrestling can bring out the best and the worst in people I yeah. like. And sometimes when I go to shows, again, I just get talked to like tits and ass, or I get talked. I get. I jokingly use the term mansplaining because I don't think that's cool either to to like mock somebody's gender just because they think they know more than you. I guess. Right. I don't think that promotes positivity. Right. But Jesus fuck, do I get mansplained at wrestling shows all the time? And I'm like. No, you do not. Oh, bitch, please. you do not. <laughs> right. I knew one of my first serious boyfriends was in love with me because he didn't know what to get me, and so he bought me the WrestleMania 1 through 13 box set nice. on VHS. I still fucking have it. Nice. <laughs> he and I dated for like four and a half, five years, and that was one of the first serious presents that he gave me because he was like, What do I buy? Yeah, I don't just buy her candy and flowers. What do I buy this girl? WrestleMania. Hell <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, don't you fucking mania splain me. Come on, get the fuck out of here. No, that's awesome. Anyway, but yeah, so we get to our seats, and I was like, holy shit, because we didn't, we like to sit by the turnbuckle. Yeah. We, we jokingly call each other the turnbuckle tag team. Okay. Because you get a lot of action yeah. from the wrestlers, right. and you're usually near the announcing booth and things like that, so you get like the announce table hits and stuff like that. True, true. You know, um... It's, so it's always really good. So I thought we were sitting turnbuckle like we usually do. And he was like, no, the only seat that was available was 
uh, 15, 16 or whatever. So we were dead center. Yeah. Right? And I was like, whoa, this is awkward. <laughs> and then, like, groom and camera all Yeah, night. I was like, shit. Oh, good thing I wore my freelance pride shirt so I could show the world that freelance loves you no matter who you are. As long as you love, we don't care. Sure. You know, which is why I picked that. I was going to do the freelance as home, but I was like, I feel like this is like such a larger scale audience. Yeah. And so I wore the freelance pride shirt specifically because of that. Because I feel like it is a safe zone at freelance. Yeah, Yeah. it is. And don't get me wrong, AAW is too. Like, I feel very comfortable at AAW shows as well. And also at Kaiju, you know, Big Battle. Like, I feel really good there. Uh, obviously, Freelance Underground as well. But, like, I wanted to wear the Pride shirt specifically so yeah. that people will see our logo and go, that's awesome. Yeah. Basically yeah. everybody, you know? Well done. Um, so, yeah, that's why I wore that the most to the show. And then I had to wear my Charlotte Flair versus the world <laughs> for that match. Was that your favorite moment of the night? Of course. Nice. It, it was closely rivaled with... Oh, Sheena Babesler dangling <laughs> Kyrie Sane like <laughs> her arm. That was wild. Like I was like, are you gonna spin her like a top? Like what is a yo-yo? What are you doing? She was like, ah. And I just looked up at the jumbotron and I was like, because the gnarly intensity that was beaming yeah. out of her it face. Was wild, it was oh, pretty wild God. match. That yeah, match was so it was good. probably one. Of, it's probably their best of the three. They've had so far yeah. three. Yeah, I think I've watched that match more than any match I've watched no recently. They're Even very, more than Charlotte Becky. They have very good chemistry together. Shayna and uh, absolutely Kyrie. and Kyrie. And I mm-hmm. love Kyrie saying like when she first came to WWE, I was elated. Yeah, like I was so stoked. Yeah. But there's something about Shayna that just scares the shit out of me, and I love her <laughs> at the same time. And I mean, I don't. I used for. In my early 20s, for a couple of years, I used to kickbox, and so I just watch her, which some some of the strikes and the yeah. moves that she does, and I'm like, yes, that <laughs> intensity, fuck yeah. Like, nice. I wasn't allowed to have female sparring partners in my classes because I would kick them too hard, <laughs> so I would only spar with dudes that were bigger than me, and I was like, well, this dude's going to kick your teeth in, and I don't care. And so I watch her, like, wrestle, and she's like that. She's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not here to be your friend. We could be yeah. friends at one set bell rings. We're not friends until it rings again. And even then, we might not be friends. And that's why I love Shayna Babesler. So, so Shayna, um, I know you're going to be listening to this. <laughs> I uh, love you, Shayna. Val would like to spar. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Give her some air. Give her some air. My, my <laughs> I just looked at my, uh, my Fitbit, and it, like, shot up. Like, right now. Normally, my resting heart rate. Oh, my God. I'm like. I think I'm burning calories right now. Shoot. <laughs> so obviously you you make no uh, no secrets about your your love for Shannon Babesler. Oh, Babesler, love you. And Charlotte Flair. Oh, woo. And Bex. Yes. How do you feel about all the Twitter back and forth between all of them? It's oh, fantastic. I'm loving it. I just like like like. You know, I <laughs> mean, agrees with like. Yeah, absolutely. You got Tessa involved, and Tessa's not even in the company. Oh, I love that tweet. That was though. phenomenal. Oh yeah. my god, it was so yeah, good. That was it, really it was good. just like. But it, it's also a great nod to Tessa, like, even though she's not a part of the yeah, company, good for them. that she's still a part, and they still respect that, and they don't yeah. try to, like, whitewash it or whatever, right, right. or WWE wash it. Well, Charlotte, <laughs> she, she, I think she'll name-drop Tessa every time she Every, every time she, she can, because I think Charlotte Flair, one of the reasons why Charlotte is my absolute favorite is because I really, honestly, think she works harder than any other person in the business, male or female, because she, she has, has to. to. Yeah. Because yeah. do you know how many people, like... Now, granted, I can only take, like, a small iota of, like, 
what I experienced being my dad's daughter and like the, the legend that he is in the music world. And yeah. one of the other things I do all summer long, which is why it seems like I'm so busy, is I help staff and manage music festivals. Right. The bar staff, bar operations. Okay. And I do it for Goose Island primarily now, but I used to do every single Shit. festival. But because of my illness, I had to scale back. Mm-hmm. And nobody ever knew I was Tall Dad's daughter because we have two different last names. Okay. Because he goes by his taken name, I go by my taken name. And we are not Italian. (laughs) Or Italian. My dad was like, we're not even Italian. I'm like, you're right, Daddy, we're not from Italy. (laughs) But, um, so nobody knew that he was my dad until years down the road. Charlotte Flair doesn't get that luxury. No, not at all. She doesn't get to prove herself. She has to, like, go above and beyond. And if she has a terrible day... I mean, if she has even, like, one flaw... I know people talk about her mic skills and how she sounds so robotic, but that's... she's gotten much better. A, she's gotten a trillion times better, yes. and B, that's a lot of... Because that's what's coming down from above her pay grade. Yeah, She's not 100%. writing those promos, because no. they're not allowed to go off the cuff like they used to be. Right. And so her hands are kind of tied, and yeah. I think she's doing very well with what she has to work with, and people yes. seem to forget that. So, I mean... Plus the fact that she has not, she kind of, quote unquote, had an easy life, but not at all. Because having a dad who's on the road all the time, trust right. me, that is not easy. Right. It's very, very difficult. And I think that's a lot of people don't get that, you know, like, we both, you know, said that she has to work harder than everyone because she's the daughter of Ric Flair. So she there's a level, a certain level of expectancy for her, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she has to live up to that name. Not only live up to it. But, but she like, could never have, it. like, she could never just, like, phone it in. because then She could like, never have a decent match. She always yeah. have to have an excellent match. It's yeah. Ric Flair's daughter. She only got it because it's Ric Flair's daughter. No, like, Charlotte Flair's been wrestling, what, four or five years? Like, six maybe now? 2012. Okay. So, and she's arguably already one of the best women ever to do it. I think one of the best wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. Not mean, even well, gender specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because. Fair enough. I mean, you know, there are certain things that do make me crazy. Like, every time I watch her go into the figure eight. I'm like, it's cool and it's athletic, but boy, that's easy to get out of. <laughs> you know, that's how my brain works, you know? Yeah. I'm like, man, I would be able to counter that. but And I'm not even like a full-time wrestler, you know what I mean? Or, um, Let's be fair. Yet, but, if she know. put you in that, you would not be counter. I would melt. <laughs> like vegan cheese, I would melt. Um, Does vegan cheese melt easier than uh, regular cheese? It depends on which one, which brand you use. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, Heard it here first. <laughs> But, I mean, I just think that she works really hard, and she's she's very humble, and she didn't come from humble beginnings. She right. was made that way by lifestyle choices that she maybe made not the best choices always, from what I just know from reading her biography and read, knowing about her story. Mm-hmm. But the way I hear her talk about her brother and how she does this all for him, yeah. that just tells me that I just love her. I don't even know her, and I love her. Yeah. You know? right. She's yeah. just amazing. And she is... So cute and so, like, fun. As soon as those lights go off, she's like, this is shoot. And she, like, high-fives and hugs everybody. And then those lights come on, and fuck you, you're dead to me. It's, yeah. like, amazing to watch the juxtaposition of both right. sides of hers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she's just so talented, like, as an athlete. Yeah. Like, oh, she, absolutely. I'd love to ask you this question just to get your reaction and see what you think. Um, I still hate Journey. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Damn, never mind. Then, next. Um... Last week, you know, we both said we love Twitter. I'm on Twitter, like, all the time, especially wrestling Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw it. We posted it in on Facebook. But uh, Vince Russo sent out a tweet last week. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, finish. Saying that it's about time now that she's stolen the show twice. 
that he announces he discovered Charlotte at 14 oh years old. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I hate the internet so much. <laughs> the audacity, right? Oh, my God. I just want to bash my head into this microphone repeatedly. Please don't. I will not. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. That's just like a cash grab. Yeah. That's like a, I'm not relevant, so let me do whatever I can to blood boil everybody and steal a bit of her thunder. You guys can't see this, but Val's face is like red right now. <laughs> I'm so angry. Yep. I'm really angry. My heart's racing again. Um, goddamn Fitbit's tall all. I would not be very good at poker. I'm way too like honest with my face. Um, yeah, it made me insane. And I wanted to like go off on it, but I'm like, nope. That's exactly what this Jagoff wants. Mm-hmm. And to be perfectly honest with you, he's one of the things that made me like hate wrestling. It's very enough because and I hate I'm sorry to say those words out loud. See if he's over. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, no, but, like the audacity, right? That's yeah. Ric Flair's daughter, like, hey Columbus, you discovered Charlotte Flair when she was already there? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, awesome, dude. <laughs> like, that's not how that works. Amerigo Vince Fucci? No. Yes. I mean, I guess it wouldn't... Nice. That would have been accurate. But, yeah, I mean, it made me so angry that, again, somebody who doesn't deserve the credit for what Ashley Flair has worked hard yep. to do, now, like, Charlotte suddenly owes her career to a douchebag? Like, how? Like, I'm... I, I can imagine nobody in the world took that tweet serious. No, you know what's crazy is that people probably did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, there's, there's enough. How many followers does yeah, he have? Yeah, there's there's Ooh, Russo right. supporters. Oh, you know, jock straps. Yeah, I've seen yeah, that. that's <laughs> true. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. But yeah, I had, a dick. I had to get that one out there because I thought that was just so absurd. I was just like, who are you? Like, come I'm on, very dude. positive and I try to be, you know. But like that makes me so angry that somebody would be so desperate and so wrong. To take, like, all the hard work that she's put in, all the adversity that she has faced, and all the hours in the gym that woman puts in. Like, never mind all the other stuff that was an uphill battle, but just to maintain. And it's not like she's 22. No. You know? She's in her 30s, and she's kicking ass. Like, she's 19. Absolutely. And she she was an athlete her whole life, but she got a much later start in the business in this regard. Right, right. And for some guy to, like, just come in there and be like, nope, it's all me. <laughs> like, what? Like, oh, that was me. I discovered her. Never mind her dad. Oh, that's so disgusting. Yeah. Oh, my God. It makes me crazy. No, I, I get you. But, but yeah. So, so to put the ribbon on, you know, evolution, like, oh best, okay. best experience ever wrestling or what? Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, I have never cried at a wrestling show until then. And, uh, I mean, the fact that, like you said, over a month later now, I, like, kind of, you know... Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. break down in tears, but I definitely got teary-eyed and yeah, yeah, sobbed. Yeah. No, you know, of course not. It's like... She was on the floor in the fetal position. I was. I, let I was clutching you. my bottle of This is very edited, because she couldn't even talk, because she was heavy. <laughs> she had ugly I mean, you Kim saw, Kardashian you, face crying. What? No, 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 no I mean, I was crying tears of blood, because I have uh, burgundy mascara on, so... Uh. Raining blood from a lacerated sky. What are your thoughts on Mr. Ronda Rousey? I actually have uh, a lot of respect for her as an athlete. I'm mm-hmm. a little confused by some of the things that I've read about her being transphobic, which I'm not cool with. Really? Yeah, that she's made comments that are not so nice, but oh. I don't like to preach negativity. So I'm just going to focus on the positive side of her. I get you. Um, so I have a hard time with her. That's why I don't really wear Ronda merch, but I love watching her fight right. like, uh, as an well, athlete. How, how do you feel about her? Like, how, how do you think her transition to wrestling has gone so far? 
Um, I think it's been great. And actually, the first pay-per-view, the WrestleMania, like, that first big match, like, everybody dogged it. And I was like, I think she's going to be great. Because she's a wrestling fan. And she's been been doing something similar to what she's doing now her virtually her entire life. Yeah. And, uh... The way she just threw Triple H around like a ragdoll. I mean, it was amazing. And they, again, she is not so great on the mic quite yet because that's... She's a rookie. Yeah. Yeah. And also, again, they're writing these words to come out of her face and she has to act like they're natural. Right. I mean, there's so many, like, multisyllabic words that would never pop out of your mouth in anger, like, and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that, um... You know, whatever you think about her, a lot of people don't realize that she got thrown into the fire. Absolutely. Like, like boom, go. Uh, and it wouldn't be a uh, one of our shows if I didn't mention Busted Open. <laughs> um, Mark, Mark Henry. Uh, I love Mark Henry. I respect his opinion a lot. Same. And have you seen? Wait, sidebar. Have you seen that uh, tweet lately about him basically saving China's life in the ring? No. Oh, I'll no. send it to you. It's great. China for Hall of Fame. Oh. Oh, I mean, 100%. That mean, duh. That would, can I tell you, um, Please before, before I forget, one of the things that also brought me to tears at um, Evolution was she was in the program. Yeah. She was also, like, in a video snippet, like, for a second, but yeah. she was on there. I was shocked. Yeah. Like, it was great I to actually see just got chills. Him, Look at that. But, like... I got these goosebumps. Yeah. She... I mean, the only way that Evolution could have been better is if they would have, like, named that Battle Royale after her yeah. or announced that she was going to be in the Hall of Fame. I was because really hoping that was going to happen. I swear to Jitka... There is nothing that will keep me away from that induction ceremony when it happens. I, uh, like I, I believe it. I had to miss Oscar versus Charlotte at WrestleMania because it was Ooh. the same. Uh, it was uh, the night before opening day at Wrigley, mm. which we ended up getting snowed out anyway. So yes. I couldn't. I couldn't go to Mania this past year because mm-hmm. opening day is too right. Important. I would miss opening day for China's induction absolutely. No, that, that, that that's big time. I and it should happen. It should happen. You know so. and. Uh, another sidebar off the sidebar we almost had the opportunity we had the opportunity to interview her with the days of the dead convention and i was busy at work and noel couldn't make it it was one of those like hey guys we got china we need you know where you guys want to come and like interview her i couldn't do it like i had to go see a client at the time yeah and Noel's been I was I was literally already on my way to Champagne yeah. to visit my daughter. Oh, and wow. then like a few like two or three months later she passes away and it's just like still one of those regrets it's just like ah, I wouldn't have been able to meet her. Yeah, so I mean maybe that's why you uh tout her awesomeness as often as you can because she was is forever will always be amazing to me. Oh no doubt. I mean I don't know, it's just like it's it's just so sad that because of personal lives that somebody's entire body of work gets right. ignored. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. You know? Like, we, we can't say enough China for Hall of Fame. I mean, it's a long overdue. Like, she... Some of the people in there are questionable. Like, oh, I don't like our current administration. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. You know... Sonny? Sonny? Sonny's in the fucking Hall of Fame and China isn't? Right. You know? So it's sorry. just like... I don't Not wanna, sorry. No, I don't, no, don't be sorry. People, but you're absolutely right. So, but... I, not to not talk about China, but I, I kind of want to get back to the original oh, yeah, point. No, 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 no. You know, China's a hot topic. But the Ronda busted over Mark Henry, who, you know, he uh, kind of had a similar path. He came from a different athletic world mm-hmm. and got thrown into wrestling and had to learn the... Uh, he thinks very highly of Ronda Rousey, and he compares Ronda Rousey 
to Kurt Angle. He's like, well, because that she's, makes sense. Because yeah. she's a natural athlete, she's a fighter, and you know and he, she'll he make your him. ankle hurt. She's <laughs> just, just a sexy Kurt. Sexy Kurt. That was phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> check out our album dropping spring 2019. <laughs> but he he tends to say that you know watch out for Rhonda because. You know, she's just getting started, and she's unnatural. Like, he's seen her down in the Performance Center, and he's, yeah. he's seen her training, and he's like, she's she is the female Kurt Angle, if that makes sense. Because oh, absolutely. They're, they're so, she's just so naturally athletic, athletically gifted. And I'm, she's just taking to the business, too. Oh, very yeah. much so, yeah. yeah. And, well, yeah. she was already a wrestling fan before. Of course. It'd be like if one of us suddenly got a golden ticket to right. be yeah. part of the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yo, dudes, I'm almost 40. Don't know me. <laughs> Um, I'd be like, I'm over 40, I'm in. <laughs> no, 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 I'm still in. F that noise. Yeah. Um, I think I've sworn too much on too many podcasts for WWE to take me, but that's okay. Um, you know, I mean, she's just, she's in a rough position because her last few bouts in UFC did not go in her favor. Right, whatsoever. right. But people need to remember that she really did revolutionize that business. I mean, there was no other... what. Who else yeah. is synonymous with female fighters than Ronda freaking Rousey? Right. And, and, and also, I, when are you going to start selling that damn sports bra girl? Because I don't want one. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and, and I realized it was really, it was really um, easy heat for the Bellas to, uh, you know, go after her and mm-hmm. be like, what have you ever revolutionized? Mm-hmm. Like, but it just made me ill. <laughs> oh, no, I loved it. Because... <laughs> It was so good at the DNB comments and all that, like do nothing bitches. Yeah. Like, and I know, and I'm a female athlete, and I'm like, you know, pretty feminist ways where I think equality should come before anything, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess you could say I'm an equalist in addition to a feminist, whatever. But um, a I'm a fequalist. Um, but <laughs> so, just go with this. Okay. Okay. stands for female, yeah. and also iron. Um, there you go. But uh, you know. I mean, I, I like the Bellas, and I have a lot of friends, including my co-hosts on Scheduled for One Fall, that yeah, that <laughs> they don't always agree with me in regards to the Bellas, because they just feel like they're DNBs. Mm. You know? I'm very mixed they, I mean, about them. absolutely not. I mean, they, they're, they, work, they work super hard. Yeah. Um, my whole thing with with uh with the bellas and whether it's them doing it themselves or they were told to do it the them saying that they started the revolution i don't know i mean you can't discredit that because people will argue that it was aj lee 100 percent. people will argue and 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 page and emma yeah right but the person that got the most recognition initially whether they meant to or not because they had the most followers Mm -hmm. and that's what kind of lit the fire it's like when people go you know, too sweet. And now our skin cringes, but people at, at WWE shows think that they're original and hilarious. Right. And, I, and my fucking podcast is called Scheduled for One Fall. When I hear one people go, fall. One Fall, I want to uh-huh. punch them. Like, yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it makes me crazy. I agree. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, you can say what you want. You could say, oh, I like that band before they were popular, man. Yeah. And that might be true. However, in the grand scheme of things, the person or persons, technically, who did light that fire in the in the pub, greater public eye 
is the Bellas, whether Certainly. you want to like it or not. I mean, I wish that AJ Lee would get a hell of a lot more credit than she oh, does. Oh, yeah. Fucking I mean, Emma, I flew to TLC last year by myself mm-hmm. because I was like, this woman is in a match against Asuka, and this woman gets no love from this company, mm-hmm. and I'll be goddamned if I miss her wrestle Asuka. And what happened, like, the next day, she got fired. And I'm so thankful that I went because I got to see her in the biggest show of her life. Right. And, you know, Tennille Dashwood, she's doing great. She's but, doing great now. Yeah, that was... But she doesn't get any props. But I no, think, she should. She and so we look good. at it in our little wrestling goggles, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I get that, and I love where the passion is there. But when people say that the Bellas weren't the one to start it, the fuck they weren't. Nobody else had, like, 80 kajillion followers. I hear Nobody what you're saying. Nobody else had the ear of social media. Nobody else was getting interviewed by people. And right. Da, 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 da. Okay. And it's like... I, I, can, I can respect that, because I'm, I'm on, I am on the spectrum where... I, I don't give them that credit because I do see them. I have seen them and I have been vocal on social media about like they did they did do very well as and hate me if you want as divas. I you know it's part of that it's become that derogatory term right like mm-hmm. you look down on it, but they really were divas uh, because that's what that's what it was. You know, well, yeah, they got found on a diva search. They were like literally. basically star searched and handpicked. But do you hate Mandy Rose? Do you hate uh, Daria? I'm sorry, Sonya Deville? Sonya Deville. I mean... No. Do you hate, like, two-thirds of the wrestler on the roster? I mean, Velveteen Dream, motherfuckers? Velveteen Dream is phenomenal. That was my, mm-hmm. that was my first pick. Mm-hmm. But it was, but that was tough enough. It wasn't like doesn't a matter. modeling search. Do- doesn't matter. Because at, as a female athlete, I can tell you, in my opinion, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Because that's how they viewed women then. And the fact that the Bellas were able to transition from that shitty butterfly belt that we joked about via text earlier (laughs) to where they are today, that is why I will always support them. They didn't just fall by the wayside. Yes, does Nikki still do the rip her shirt off and stripper dance? I'm not here to slut shame. If I look that good, I'd be taking my clothes off all the time, too. Shoot, I already do. Take my clothes off way too often in public, and I don't care. Like, there is nothing wrong with celebrating where they came from as long as they respect where they need to be now. And, I mean, she came back, and Nikki in particular, I don't have any problems with Brie either, by the way. In fact, I love Brie mode, and I love Brie that they took her being blacked out drunk on Total Divas and transformed it to I love a catchphrase. Total Divas. So, so do I. Total Divas, Total Bellas, I watch it because it's a different side of, you know, the the women, the wrestlers, and the guy wrestlers. That we the Bellas know. and their fellas. The Bellas and the fellas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's a completely different side of them, and... Uh, I, I can definitely appreciate that. I mean, I just feel like the fact that they went from just being picked based off of their looks and the fact that they were twins and it was the only thing that was different about them. Because we they had a long road. And, you know, The Miz was being creepy and flirting with them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we don't hate on The Miz. People regard Miz as one of the greatest heels of modern now. WWE. Now. He's got Correct. Now. Correct. Yeah. But where did he come from? The fucking I'm, I'm real too. world. <laughs> yeah. Literally. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like... And the fact that um, this is a scripted never-never land with athleticism, it yeah. blows my mind that people are so hateful on the Bellas. Because that is part of our history. As much as we hate to admit it, we still have to recognize that that's where... I stopped watching wrestling. Like, for most of the early 2000s, I did not watch wrestling because well, I was infuriated. And I yeah. talked with you last time about this, mm. about the Miss Royal Rumble 2000. Yeah. And that stuck in my craw oh, so yeah. hard that I stopped watching Right. I mean, I watched ECW, you know, <laughs> because New Jack stapling his own forehead and shit. But, um. <laughs> well, um, my my biggest issue with with the Bellas, and and not so much Nikki, 
I think that Nikki has progressed in her talent in the ring, whereas I feel like Brie has declined seriously. Regressed. Yes. Yes. Um, I understand what you're saying. I don't personally agree with you, but I can see where you're coming from. I also am coming from her, from the perspective of having my entire abdomen sliced open, and she had to have that happen when she had a person come out of her. Sure. So, prior to her having a baby, I think that she was actually improving as a wrestler, and she was getting stronger as an athlete and as a performer, and... Once she had Birdie, who is, I fucking hate kids, but she's cute as shit. I'd put her on a cracker and I'd eat her up. And I won't even eat meat tacos, but all Birdie is so damn cute. Little vegan Birdie. Little vegan Birdie, baby. She's so damn cute, that kid. But, like, after she came back from Birdie, she didn't feel comfortable in her own skin. And that's society's pressure being put on her since day one. It is. Mm. She physically... Day one-ish. Day one-ish. She physically was not able to compete the way that she used to, mm-hmm. let alone progress the way her right. sister has. And Nikki's injury is very much different than an emergency C-section, like where they slice your abdominal muscles. This entire half of your body, and I'm going from boobs down, stops working how you're used to. Mm. And I can only speak from experience, although I've never had a child. Knock on wood, I never will. <laughs> um, but I had seven different surgeries on my abdomen. Right. And so that's the weakest area in my body, and it's plagued me forever since they started mm-hmm. years and years ago. I think that Brie, given her circumstance, is doing a phenomenal job. And I hope that she can look at herself in the mirror and see the beautiful woman that I see. And that she's a great mom. She's a great athlete. She's a great wife. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wait every day to like run into them when I'm in Phoenix <laughs> for spring training. I'm like, nice. I found out that my favorite restaurant is also their favorite restaurant. Oh. And I was like, ooh, maybe I'll see them Bella Twins today. <laughs> but like, I, I just wish that Brie would like start feeling the confidence that she, because she was always quote unquote the skinny one, mm-hmm. and Nikki right. was always the chunky one. That, which, that was always wild to me. That blew my mind. Yeah. I'm like, I weigh 200 pounds. I used to weigh 226. And I'm like, I have never been your size. And wow, that's, yeah, that's what the diva search mentality did to you. Right. Well, you I, think I, you're I think, not good enough because society says you're not a size two. You must. I'm. You know, I I was like a size twelve, size fourteen, and now I'm like a size eight. Suddenly, I look gorgeous, even though I'm the sickest I've ever been in my life. What the fuck is that? Right. You know right. what I mean? It's like same with Bree. She's like, doesn't feel comfortable. She can't perform it the same way when she did that dive, and everybody was pissed about it. She weighs like 10, 20 pounds more than she used to. She's used to throwing her body a specific kind of way. Okay. Now she has to modify what she can do with it rather than just being like that dive. And I mean, the thing with the Liv Morgan that everybody flipped out on, you can see her. She's yeah. draping her hair that over was, her face and trying to hair. talk to her. Mm-hmm. You can. That's how wrestlers communicate. And right. if people don't know that, first off, y'all are fucking woof. <laughs> I'm sorry to break. I'm sorry to break that curtain, but you can see your favorite wrestlers talking in. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Officials. Yeah. And I don't know if you noticed, but all their hair was over their face, yeah. and they were like trying to communicate. And she dragged her to try to protect her. Yeah. The, I mean, that's how I saw it anyway. But you know that 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 was broken down and talked about everywhere for a long time. And I mean, the 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 consensus was that you know. It accident shit does happen. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's the business that they're all in. Yeah. And uh, you know, Liv also did leave herself a bit unprotected. Yes, you know, you're supposed to take care of each other, but Absolutely. 
shit happens. Yeah. So, I... I, I mean, Nia Deadpool, Jax wasn't looking to concuss uh, Becky Lynch when, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, no. but it happened. Yeah. I mean, you know, and honestly, good for Liv, because nobody supported her before then. Yeah. I can't tell you a single person I knew... I liked her. I followed her on Twitter. I liked her. I thought she was annoying and dorky and cute. I'm raising my hands right now because I'm fan since day one-ish. Yeah, when I found out she was dating Enzo, I was disgusted. When I found out he cheated on her, I, I like, deleted every single account of his because I was like, this poor girl. That guy's a joke, huh? Oh, oh my God. What a douche. Goodness gracious. What a douchebag, that guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but, you know, I mean, good for Liv that she made something positive out of something that could have been really negative, you know, and thankfully, knock on wood. She wasn't as hurt as she could have been. Right. So, and, you know, it's part of the business. It's part of being an athlete. It's part of being a performer on the road every single day of your life. Yeah. You know. So, let's do a little bit of a transition here from WWE to uh, your involvement. Um, You're right now involved with freelance Mm -hmm. wrestling. And And freelance underground. And freelance underground. How, How did those opportunities come about or, like, how, how did you get started with them? Well... Because I was a teenage woman that liked wrestling, and there wasn't a lot of us, and so punk rock shows, I would hang out with this dude who now is known to a lot of Chicago in the world as Dr. Keith. Oh, yeah. He was uh, the same boyfriend that bought me the box set. Mm -hmm. We were all really good friends because of punk rock shows, and Dr. Keith's roommate was in this band called the Bullweevils. They'd always play at the venue I worked at. Is Dr. Keith a real doctor? He's a doctor of awesomeology, yes. Oh, okay, yes. Um, Yes. So uh, we would watch pay-per-views at Dr. Keith and Kenny Bowieville, Kenny Weevil's house, mm-hmm. and we would like get Domino's pizza and stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but you know, that's what you do when you're poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we were spending like forty nine ninety five chipping in to get this pay-per-view off yeah, the road, yeah. you know. And so we would watch like a ton of wrestling together, and like actually seeing ECW live was with Dr. Keith and. You know, we'd always, woo, every time we saw each other, because, you know, that's just how we greeted each other. Yeah. And then um, I had asked him, because I knew he was <laughs> involved with AEW, so in 2004, I had asked him if he wanted to MC a Windy City Rollers event at Logan Square Auditorium. We were doing a, a jingle brawl or jingle ball or whatever the fuck we called it. We were doing a fundraiser to help assist a skater who had cervical and ovarian cancer, uh-huh. and we raised her like six grand. I used to have hair down on my bum almost with like cute little Betty Page bangs. Mm. Got my head shaved on stage wow. as part of the no fundraiser. Shit. Yep, yep. Like and shaved, shaved. Like bald. Wow. Yeah. And local H played. Like it was really surreal. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. It was really surreal. And so Dr. Keith. Um, he did that. And he goes, Yeah, actually, you know, I'm working with AAW now. And I was like, Oh, what's that? He's like this indie wrestling promotion I work with. I'm like, oh, cool. And I guess that's him working that show is part of, he told me once, he was like, you know, that's part of how AEW ended up going yeah. to Logan because I worked that show and I remember the room. I oh, was like, oh, sure. cool. But so I was going to see like indie wrestling and uh, at like Maywood, there was this indie promotion I used to go to and Maywood racetrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really surreal. Yeah. And so it just kind of word of mouth and this show and that show. And one of my girlfriends who played roller derby with me on the Chicago Red Hots, she's like, I always try to convince her to train for wrestling just so we can have a tag team together. Um, what would your name be? My name? No, your tag team name. Um, I don't know that we've ever actually talked oh, about it. I was like, my name obviously is Val Capone. Well, yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, go on. 
I mean, we could now be called the Chicago Red Hots because the uh, team is defunct because the owners moved to Colorado. But isn't that now a baseball team in Rosemont also? That's the uh, yeah, um, hot dogs. Red. I don't know. I yeah, the Red Hots. Something like that. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but anyway, so Kelly Maestro, um, she was like, hey, do you ever go see um, Freelance? I was like, no, I've heard about them. Aren't they at the Abbey? And she's like, yeah, but they're starting at Bottom Lounge now. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll meet you there. And so I was like, I can bang on the ring? Oh, my God. Who's that guy going, ladies and gentlemen? And I was like, but you're not JT Davis. Who are you? You're Kirby? Oh, my God. I love you, dude. Who are you? He's the best. And then I've seen all these people I know, like, sitting on the stage, like, drinking PBR. And I was like, man, this is fucking cool. And GPA comes out, and he's like, amazing. And Prince Mustafa Ali, Bumbaye. And, like, oh, my God, Isaiah Velasquez, holy shnikes. And, like, Eric Cannon, oh, my God. Like, all these dudes. And who is, who is Heidi Lovelace? Oh, my God. You know, like, she is such a boss-ass beast. And, like, this, my brain is exploding. Wow. Yeah. And all my friends that work at Bottom Lounge are, like, laughing at me. Because, like, every time I'm, like, every time they have a show. And we're, like, banging on the ring. And there was one girl that used to just scream GPA the entire time. I don't know if you remember her. She was always, like, blacked out drunk with long hair and screaming, GPA, GPA, to the point where they had to, like, remove her from the ring area. Because she would always, like, fuck with the matches. Are you sure it was a Marquis one? No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It was I've GPA's her... mom. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She got dragged out. Mm-mm. Oh, 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 no. Mom oh, Mrs. PA. Mom PA is fine. Um, and then, so, like, I started going, I heard that, um, like, Stevie fucking Stevie was wrestling underground at Joe's in Rosemont, so I went to that, and I just kind of started going to shows all the time and started to get to know you guys, and, you know, there's not... A ton of ladies, although I think now there's more and more. But there's yeah, keeps seeing a little more and more. Yeah, which is great, awesome. So you know, I met Carol and Amber. We talked about her earlier, mm-hmm. and Faye, and like all these awesome women that I was like, wow, you go because you go like I go, not because you're like, oh my boyfriend goes. Right. Although if you go because your boyfriend goes, that's cool too. Yeah, I just that's hope fine. You have a fun time, and if you have any questions, you let me know. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm not just going because the dudes are hot, man. Although some of them are extremely attractive, that's not why I go. And right. same with the women. Some of them are drop dead gorgeous, but that's not why I go. Yeah. I go for the whole enchilada, y'all. I agree. Like the entire spectacle of awesome. And then um, I was working at Wrigley, and I got a text message from Dr. Keith, and he's like, "Hey, you coming to this show tomorrow night?" I was like, yeah, I gotta work the day game at Cubs, and then I'll be there for a defining moment. Oh, was that that show? Yeah. And he goes, cool. Our ring announcer has a family emergency. You in? You wore a blue dress. I did, because it was on the south side, and I am a Cubs fan. (laughs) (laughs) And that was my subtle way of letting people know I'm a North Sider, (laughs) even though my name says otherwise. I wasn't trying to dig. I was just trying to represent. There's a difference. For sure, for sure. But yeah, still, cubby blue. Anyway, it was a Kardashian dress that I bought from the Six count, uh, Corners uh, Sears. Nice. BTWs. Nice. Keeping it real north side, yo. North, <laughs> yeah. North side, even. North side? <laughs> um, that was a fun... The, the thing I remember about that show, they had the dance-off and most of the Carlson. Yeah. And in my video, on the bottom left-hand side of the corner, you can see a little bit of Val Capone <laughs> getting a Carlson on. <laughs> Um, so a couple things about that show is less, like less than 12 hours notice. I got asked to do it and I had never done it before and I'm such a lady mark. So I was like, don't be that guy. Don't (laughs) be that guy. 
But I couldn't help it. And some people were like, I loved your ring announcing because you looked like you were having so much fun. Yeah. And then I realized that it may have been misconstrued as, like, unprofessional. But I I can't help it when Chris Hero versus Ray Phoenix is your main event. Yeah. How am I not going to be like, the following contest? Right. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, how could I not forget For sure. about it? No doubt. And the two downsides. Well, one wasn't really a downside because he ended up being okay after a little while. But the very first match I called... Ray Oris versus Mustafa Prince Mustafa Ali. Oh yeah, yes. yes. He, he xed out. Yep. Yeah. And I didn't know if I should ring the bell or not he because was also I remember that. Big time props to Jimmy D. Okay, who does the ring announcing for AEW? Oh yeah. He yeah. also does uh, broadcast commentary for Freelance Underground. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love Jimmy. Big D. time props yeah. to that dude. Never mind, he's one of the nicest cats I've ever met. For sure. In or out of wrestling, but also that dude. I don't know how he does it. That guy gathers all the ring gear times the match, announces the match, holds the ring bell. How many arms does he have? <laughs> because that was the hardest thing for me was like, never mind, it's my first night, so I have like jitters anyway. Plus I'm wearing a skirt. Plus I had to be a lady. I had almost dislocated my ankle a few weeks before. Oh, so geez. I actually had a walking cast on, but I didn't want to say no. So I just taped it up and wrapped it up and I wore my motorcycle boots so they would be really stiff oh, so that my ankle wouldn't bend. And when I got there they were like, Are you okay? I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll be absolutely fine. And I could, like, it was super painful, so I couldn't, like, get in and out of the ring easily. Also, wearing a skirt. I was wearing a dress. But, yeah, Jimmy D, mad props. Oh, God, you're amazing. (laughs) But, so, the bell was really hard for me to ring because I had to, like, hold my timer, you know, and and it was to the point Jimmy where... Jimmy needs a little uh, table in the, in the corner. I would love... Anytime he needs the assist and I'm there, I would absolutely be totally fine to ring that bell for him just to give him one less thing to do. For real. <laughs> but, um, or give him a table. Yeah, he deserves a table. And I don't mean like in a, get the tables. Kind of, he doesn't deserve that kind of table. <laughs> get a trending. Hashtag give Jimmy D a table. No! I love you, Jimmy D. It's not my fault. But not through the table. Not through the give, table. Give him a table. No, his name is not Devon. Don't put people through the table. Um... He's not from Dudleyville, but his name is Jimmy D. Maybe it's Jimmy Dudleyville. It could be. You never know. The forgotten Dudley. (laughs) Now it makes sense. Oh, it all makes sense. Damn it. But yeah, so anyway, so the worst part was Mustafa Ali splitting his face on the barricade. I have to interrupt you because my mind is racing now with this whole Jimmy D being a Dudley. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't have a table because growing up as a Dudley he was traumatized because he's always being put through tables and now Jimmy D doesn't like tables. And maybe there's a shortage of tables. No, it's because he's definitely, Dudley. he's definitely, oh well, yes, you're good call, but I like that he's traumatized. He can't even go to Home Depot. <laughs> Because <laughs> if he's anywhere near tables, he breaks out. And we figured it out. Anyway, oh, my God. I love you, Jimmy. I love, you Jimmy. <laughs> I love <laughs> you, Jimmy Dudleyville. Um, anyway, so Jimmy Mustafa Ali, Prince Mustafa Ali X's out on yeah. his face. And I had to, like, uh, uh, uh. And I saw, like, three different people throw me to X. So, And I, I remember looking down, and his eyes went two different ways. Oof. And I was just like, this is a human being first, a wrestler second. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. And then... Some people in the audience were like, why'd you ring the bell? And I was like, because this is a human being first and a yeah. wrestler second. And then he yeah. came out and he apologized. He did. Yeah. Which he did not have to apologize. Not at all. Being hurt. Mm-mm. That happened was- right in front of us, and it was just, it was so scary. Yeah. yeah. It was. Then A.R. Fox got hurt later on that night, didn't he? Yeah. No. No, he was fine. He was fine. That was, um, it was a different show. Desmond that- Xavier jumped off the balcony, and everybody thought he was dead. He, he right did it by a four, yeah, like yeah, right next to me, and I was like, "Holy shnikes, this is the best job I've ever had." <laughs> <laughs> Human bodies are falling from the sky. And it was great. Like Ray Phoenix and I 
Solamente hablamos español. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I, and I don't want to give it away, but he's uh, muy guapo. Because <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> that song, Sin Mascara. And I was uh-huh. like, whoa. I mean, calm down. Like, the squirrels <laughs> in my head were like, oh, my God, I've never seen you with every You know. Then in realidad, everything was fine. Nice. nice. Yes. Yeah. And, like, having that be the main was great. <clears throat> the other thing that was really frustrating, of course, was, and I know it was all part of the show, so I didn't care. But I was just like, oh, God, my ankle. Oh, God, I'm wearing a skirt. How many people have seen my underwear tonight? Which a lot of people were like, you're my favorite announcer. And I'm like, you were taking pictures every time I put my leg into the ring. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Creeposaurus Rex, please become extinct. But Sammy Callahan being so Sammy, he threw my microphone and it broke. And they got trapped underneath the ring because... You know how the Perfect. way it's set up? Yeah, yeah. And I, so, like, new, FNG, fucking new girl, I was just like, oh my god, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And everybody's like, they're making the mic taps, right. like, they're making a mic with their hand and tapping with their other one. And I'm like, it's behind the stage. <laughs> I don't know how to get it. I have one leg and not long enough shorts on underneath. You know, like, it was just one of those moments. That's hilarious. So that's how I started ring announcing, and it was my defining moment, if you will. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of, I was going to every AAW show I could, every freelance, freelance underground show I could. And that's one of those jobs where there's not a lot of them, and there's not training for them. You can just watch and learn, and hopefully you do a good job when you get the right. opportunity. And I had no idea I was going to get such a rad opportunity, but I also felt terrible because it was at the expense of somebody who I care about very much. Of course. Um, but thankfully he's doing great these days, but I was so worried about Kirby and it's like, I would much rather never talk on a mic again at a wrestling event than no, see no. anybody I care about of course. be injured or ill. Right. So no, you did very, I mean, we were obviously all there for that. You did, you did awesome filling for Kirby. Yeah. Uh, you. you know, Kirby talked about it, you know, his health issues when he was on here with us. Um, but that's part of the community, right? When he came back, uh, not that, you know, we didn't love you, but right. you know, Kirby was back and, one of our guys was back and he was safe. Well, and that's exactly right. And yeah. I would not want anything but that. Right. Like, Andy Long and I have become friends over the years. And mm-hmm. so he was like, hey, didn't Two you... Two juice. Two juice. Um, he was like, didn't you ring announce for AEW? I was like, yeah. He's like, well, Kirby's sick. Would you be interested? And I was like, sure. And then I was like, who's doing it tomorrow night? Because it was one of those Friday night is freelance underground. Saturday was freelance. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah, it was okay. that way. It was flipped for some reason. Gotcha. Because I remember being like, or maybe it was a Thursday night and a Friday. Probably we Thursday, because I know they used to run Thursdays. At Bader Bra. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that series where it was like, first night was freelance underground, second night was freelance. And so Matt Nix was on the card. And so I was like, hey, Andy, uh, who's doing tomorrow? Is Kirby going to be out in time? And he goes, well, Nix is on the card. You might want to just ask him yourself. And I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll will man up and ask him, you know? So I went up to him and I was like, hey, Nick's good match, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, do you have anybody for tomorrow? And he goes, actually, I've been meaning to ask you, but I didn't want to bother you. He's so fucking nice, that guy. Yeah, and he's like, I don't nice. want to bother you while you're working, but you're doing a really great job tonight. Would you want to do it tomorrow night also? And I was like, absolutely. It was a Halloween night show, I believe. Mm. Maybe. Or Black Wednesday. Mm. I know. Semantics. Regardless. Yes. It was like... Uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, or a year ago, and it just was like the weirdest, coolest opportunity that fell in my lap because of all the experience I've had with roller derby announcing. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing because I'm not Michael Buffer. I'm Val <laughs> right. Capone. You know, like I'm not 
known as a ring announcer. I'm known as a roller derby commentator. Right. right, right. Like, I do analysis. Like, I was senior analyst for Derby News Network. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And it was, it was really, really cool, but I was also hella nervous, and I used flashcards, or note cards, and some people were like, well, you shouldn't use note cards. I'm like... I don't know two-thirds of these guys. you should suck it. Yeah. (laughs) This is where I grow a dick so I can tell you to suck it. Um, You know, like, I didn't know some of the guys because they were guys and girls I'd never heard of. So I didn't want to, like, fuck up just to try to be something. Of course. Plus, I don't think having note cards is such a bad thing. I think it's okay to glance at it and, you know, make sure you get all the sponsor shill in and all that kind of stuff. I think it's perfectly fine. Of course. But, uh, yeah, so when Kirby was healthy again, I did a couple shows for each promotion. Right. Uh, Kirby was healthy again. And Matt Nix was so cool. Again, I love this dude. And he was, Such like, he's amazing. Um, he's a sweetheart. He is. He, uh, he was like, hey, listen, so i got to talk to you about what's going on because, you know, Kirby's our guy. And I was like, no, absolutely. I totally understand. But if you ever need me to be your guy when he's not available, I'd like to be your guy. And he goes, well, here's the thing. I don't want to lose you. So what if I made a job for you? Nice. And I was like, yeah, you want me to help with the ring bell or get the ring gear? Like, what what can I do to help Kirby out? Because when he first came back, he wasn't as uh, ambulatory as he is now. Right. right. So I was like, I can help Kirby with the belts and the ring gear. And he's like, well, if you want to. But I was kind of thinking you could be our backstage correspondent. I was like, what? <laughs> you guys don't have one. And he goes, yeah, I, I know. I want to create that job for right. you. And I was like. Dope. Yeah, so that's why I kind of do both. I do the belts and the gimmicks and all yeah. that. Like, you know, if somebody has sunglasses or a cape right. or a police shield. <laughs> that I usually leave because I don't want Marcus Crane coming after me. But <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And most recently, well, not most recent, but recently you were part of the world's uh, Chicago's cutest tag team. Uh, not so cutest tag team, yes. I, I, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> and he meant it. Chicago's cutest tag but team, VD Ryan. I know. And Candice Valray. Candice Valray. And, and Dick Druid. And official Dick Druid, by official the way. Official Dick Druid. That was an yeah. official all-in Dick Druid. Mm-hmm. Official all-in Dick Druid. <laughs> I saw him tonight at work, and I was like, what's up, tag team? <laughs> <laughs> Get the band back together. Yeah, I mean, that's we might. I don't do, know. Do we'll see what happens. happens. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Might go to bed at me after yeah, so, I mean, it was really fun. That That's the other thing, too. I was talking to, to BD, who is part of the ring crew. Yeah. And, you know, he's often in the scrambles and battle royales right. and stuff. And last year, he was uh, Stevie, 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 BD fucking Stevie. You yeah. Know? yeah. And so I was like, was awesome. oh, shit, we have the Halloween show coming up. BD, what are you going to be this year? You were so good. He's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. What are you going to be? And I was like, I guess I didn't even think about it. I should probably be something. Right. And then, it, like hit me like a lightning bolt. I was like, Candice LeRae. And I was like, BD, how do you feel about Joey Ryan? And he's like, I mean, you know, he's all right, man. <laughs> and I was, and he's like, yeah, he's pretty cool, man. Like, oh, why? And I was like, what do you think about if we are Chicago's not-so-cutest tag team? And he was like, I kind of like what I'm hearing. We should talk about it more. <laughs> and I was like, you could be BD Ryan and I could be Candace Valray. And let me tell you what, the hunt for those goddamn airbrush guys. I remember seeing you oh. on Facebook, like, what happened to the airbrush guy at the hip? At the hip. Where's my childhood gone? <laughs> and where the hell's Aladdin's castle? Yeah, right. <laughs> for real. And, like, I got an airbrush tan. 
Because I am like the whitest white girl that was ever white. I mean, I'm. Güera. I'm uh, güerita in, in colegio. It's mi nombre en colegio. Yeah, see. Uh, I mean, I am American Indian and Jewish, so I should tan somewhat. Right. But I'm fucking pasty Swedish, Irish, English also. So I do not tan well. So I went and got a spray tan to be Candace Valray. I went to back of the yards to get our shirts done. I got a manicure where I told my girl, my nail girl, my nail tech, Jay, she's amazing. Shout out, Jay. Oh, CJ Slay on uh, on the Instagram. You could find my nails from the show at Valfonse on Instagram. It's V-A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E. She does amazing work. That's why I have to give her props. Because awesome. I was like, so uh, I've got this weird idea that involves blood and rainbows and thumbtacks. And she was like, I got you, boo. Nice. And she did blood on she the thumb more. and the pinky. She did the rainbows on the ring and the pointer, and she did the thumbtacks on the middle fingers. And I was like, you are fucking brilliant. Oh. And Candace and Joey liked our pictures. We were so oh, proud. Yeah? Oh, yeah. that's really yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's like a huge compliment when you're like paying homage to somebody. Of course. And they, they're not like creepy losers. For they're sure. like, oh, you guys are creepy losers, but we like this. <laughs> yeah. But that's our style of creepy losers, so we like it. No, I, that, that's awesome. No, I, you guys pulled it off well. It was, that was definitely funny. And I... I I got to admit that we were trying to influence BD to be BD Ray, but it was way better than than we could have even imagined. Yeah, that that worked out amazingly, especially, you know, with Dick Druid. My only regret is that I was, I I don't have the skills of a wrestler quite yet, so I couldn't be in the match uh, because I don't feel like Candice LeRae would have just handed out blow pops to people. I feel like she would have beat the shit out of people. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, and yeah. that that brings me to the question I think I was ultimately trying to get to is when are we going to see Val Capone in a ring? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. You just made me super nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, All of a sudden I got real casual. <laughs> um, I don't know. Stop, you guys. Why? What are you talking about? I mean, you don't have the itch? I mean, I always have the itch. I mean, not like that kind of itch. Like, <laughs> yikes. Yikes. Oh, gotta go. <laughs> well, look at the time. I mean, your current employer has a ring, Well, too. have you trained in the arts of professional wrestling before? Um, have you ran the ropes? Have you taken bumps? And I mean, in the I ring? will say. Not off bar tops. That. Okay. You were you were in those? Yeah. Um I will say that I have a chronic incurable illness and I Correct. am almost four decades of awesome. So I don't know that uh I'll be wrestling full time. Of course. I've also never done a backward somersault in my life until two Mondays ago. Oh. And um so if and when it happens it will probably be in a Halloween gimmick. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I don't know that I'll ever hey. take on Kylie Ray for the title. <laughs> right, right. But mm-hmm. I will say that she's really supportive, and Isaiah is amazing, and Bryce Benjamin is fantastic, and Matt Nix is wonderful, and that's like really all I can really say about that. No, no, I mean, no, I, I get quite it. All know, right. not, not trying to, not trying to stir you into any answers or anything like that, because that's not what we do. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Good for you. I also really like working out a lot. And so um, if I happen to work out in a ring, it's I have good people around me. That's still cardio. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
Yeah, and Storm it, Grayson is really awesome, and if you don't know about Storm Grayson, you better learn. As far as uh, you know, Chicago goes, I, I don't think they get uh, better trainers than uh, Bryce and the guy like Isaiah. Yeah, uh, teaching you because, absolutely. You know, yeah. those they're both so patient. Those guys specifically, so exactly, and they're so skilled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, they're just really good at what they do. Oh, no, no in and out of the ring for sure. And uh, yeah, shout out to Isaiah. He. Uh, just had a birthday on Saturday. Yes. While we both watched Kylie Ray win her AAW Women's Championship title. So. Yeah, we are uh, pretty cool way to spend well, his now, birthday. I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, that that was uh really cool. Uh, obviously we're all big fans of Kylie and being yeah. there that was uh just special because you know I, f- I feel like you know even when we talk to her on on this very podcast let's talk about wrestling um you know she she would kind of say like you know we're kind of on the journey with her and it's yeah. just like you root so hard for her. Yeah, I mean, we're all part of Team Kylie, you know, 100%. even though I'm also part of Team GP Hate. Oh, 100%. I'm a both these guys kind of guy, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I will always give him the heat, you know, well, yeah. Yeah, but... But Evil GPA is so good. Oh, he's... Like, a, he's... I loved him as Face PA, I guess. <laughs> face PA. But I he loved is... him as GP Hate. He's, he fills the role so good. Uh, he, it's he's he's awesome at it. He's awesome at it. Yeah. Also, one of the nicest, hardest guys in the world. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, one hundred percent. Even though he's yeah. a prick in the ring. Yeah. But that's his job. So yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I guess you're good at your job. Yeah, he's he's doing a great job. Um, we we we're talk about him all the time. Out. No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, I but shit, so. I'm going on to Twitter and telling him he's a prick right now. <laughs> no. Everybody hashtag GPA prick, GP prick. No, never. Hey, never mind. That's he's number two. He's number two. Aww. I'm sorry. Because he's the poop. Anyway. <laughs> so to answer your question, hopefully I'll be available to actually Maybe dabble, do a little participate. Something. In a Halloween gimmick battle royale, maybe next year, Why maybe not? year after, right. maybe I'll just still hand out blow pops on the side of the apron. And, Hook me up next but I will time. say, I, like blow pops. <laughs> I handed out a lot of candy. Everybody was really happy to see me, and not all of them were in BD's nuts, so people were really happy about <laughs> yeah, that. If I could get some that weren't, <laughs> yeah, in no, BD's I had a whole nuts? pillowcase Fantastic. of gummy bears and everything. But um, I, that was the first time I was ever actually in a wrestling ring. In a wrestling capacity, I, uh, I used to manage the bar staff of Riot Fest. Okay. And we, used, um, when I was still managing, they had wrestling, and so there was one time where I climbed up on the second uh-huh. rope and I like posed, but that was like 2000. I've never actually been in a ring. Okay. And I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. and I didn't get in the ring beforehand because you know I had other shit to do as like a backstage correspondent, and also they didn't want anybody to see us because you know. It was a, supposed to be a surprise. Yeah, so. yeah, right. But yeah, that was the first time I was ever in a Although I think ring. I think Pac almost spoiled it. Didn't Pac almost spoil it where I think he saw a picture of you and he was just like, Val, are those wrestling boots you're wearing or something like that? Yeah, he did make some comment and then everybody God, was yeah, like, Pac. are you in the Rumble? Are you? And I was like, well, it's a battle royale. And they're like, are you in it? And I was like, <laughs> you'll just have to show up and find out. Just so, I mean, technically I was in it because like via Freebirds rules, Absolutely. I helped win the battle royale. That's right. No, so. I think you were the winner. I'm pretty sure uh, official All In Dick Druid was technically the winner, <laughs> but that's only because he signed a waiver and I did not. Mm. But don't get me wrong, I signed a waiver right away after that, so that way <laughs> I can be the winner. <laughs> yeah. I love it, I love it. Um, yeah. So, before we start rapping, because I mean, we could probably go all night, but uh, it's a school night. Uh, Is it? I mean, well. I don't know. Well, I know. You, Wait, you, I don't even know what day we're going to 
football season. I don't know. It is Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday. I don't have training today. I have it training is... tomorrow night. Oh, excellent. Well, mm-hmm. good thing you're not yeah. tomorrow night because you would have been very late. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Tell us um, about your wrestling podcast. It was scheduled for one fall. Yeah. La Flama Blanca. Yeah. La Flama Blanca, Black Market Ivan, and Black Patrick Pryor. All right. Um, and then myself. So it's two women, two gents, uh, people of color, people of all different backgrounds. And honestly, it's. We review all the wrestling that happens in a week. So we do all the WWE shows, um, you know, Raw, SmackDown, obviously, yeah. 205 Live, um, NXT, NXT UK. Do you all divvy it up? Or does yes and no. Like, we kind of, kind of like, take dibs on it. And like I said, I almost always do SmackDown because Charlotte. <laughs> but um, we've been switching it up a little because La Flama Blanca, uh, Danielle is her um, other name you might know her as. She uh she's very big in NXT, so she did that quite exclusively for a while. Nice. But then they felt bad for me because Raw and SmackDown have been so garbage that they're like, let's rotate it a bit. And yeah. I, I don't really get to see much New Japan. Like, okay. I'm obsessed with Minoru Suzuki. Oh, he's the man. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's why, like, he makes me feel like I could maybe start wrestling. Like, I know people always throw it to DDP, which props to him. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. He didn't start till he was, like, 33, 35. But Minoru Suzuki just turned 50, and he's still wrestling. Yeah, he's still so that kind of gives me hope that maybe I can learn how to wrestle, and hopefully by 50 I'll actually do a match for you guys. There you <laughs> go. <Okay. laughs> Shout out to DDP, mentor is Dusty Rhodes. Oh, fuck yeah, the dream. Dream. But anyway, so um, we kind of rotated a bit, but Black Market Ivan and La Flama Blanca primarily will focus on New Japan. Because of my job as a bartender, I can't really... When when those shows are on, it doesn't really vibe right. with my schedule. And then because I'm watching all the raw crap that they don't <laughs> want to watch, it's it's hard to watch it all. Yeah. And Spoiler alert, so, this week's was really bad. I don't know if you saw Yeah, it. I've been seeing a lot of outrage. Yeah. Um, and then Patrick Pryor is a music producer, so he also kind of is in the same boat. So he and I really focus on um, WWE garbage. And they're good stuff, too. Okay. And don't get me wrong. Like, I will happily watch yeah. crap raw because to me I still get to see wrestling mm-hmm. and I still get to see the stories that I enjoy or that I don't. You can see wrestling. And, like for me, like I'll still watch Raw because I enjoy Drew McIntyre, yep. Finn Balor, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean Drew McIntyre, what a story. Oh, that guy. Like he Seriously. came back, like he took his shit serious and now like he is now the, he should be now the chosen one. Yeah, oh, yeah 100%. absolutely. And he looks like the part that Vince wants, but he also has the talent. Yeah, hundred percent to back it up. Does it when he stands next to Braun Strowman? Strowman does not look like a monster. Oh no, exactly. And uh, Drew McIntyre is just so Drew Galloway. I mean, watching him wrestle, I was just like blown away. I'm like, I cannot believe that you were three MB. Right. Yeah. Like watching yeah. you just evolve, and you know when. When uh, when he did, uh, I I don't know if he, he did he only do one. No, he did a couple of AEW yeah, shows. Did, but yeah, the but the first one that he did, he he did like he cut a promo just out on the stage, just right outside yeah, of the yeah, ring. Yeah. yeah. And I just couldn't believe how far he had come Absolutely. from where he was. Um. And uh, my only thing I have against uh, Drew Galloway, Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. is that legit. I think he could steal my wife away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't ever, I don't ever like look at wrestlers like, oh, don't get me wrong, Zack Saber Junior is such a babe, but like, I don't ever look at wrestlers like that. And then every now and again, when I'm watching, I'm like, don't, you're trying to review this, like, I have to like stop myself. I know, I'm like, 
the media as pathetic as it is. Like, <laughs> like do that. You're no. not a piece of meat. Mark, Mark Henry says it best. He's a big Andrew McIntyre, and he says, that boy left the boy, and he came back the man. Yeah. He's like, he is all man now. Absolutely. He's like, and he, <laughs> Everything about him. I mean, his entrance music, his intensity, yeah. his sweaty, greasy hair. Oh, he, like, he's, he's a star. He, yeah. he's, he's the full package. Yeah, I mean, he's great. He's awesome. And he's, you know, so like, as frustrating as WWE can be at times, yeah. especially since I know how great wrestling can be on a much smaller scale, yeah. like, it bums me out that, you know, Ali still doesn't have a title. Like, why did that not happen at this last one? Well, I, I mean, I get it. I know why, but... I don't know if you guys saw saw the tweet, but, you know, Seth Rollins tweeted out that he was doing oh, the, the open, open challenge, challenge. Yeah, yeah, last yeah. Night. Mustafa Ali was like... With his hand raised. Yes. And I was just like, please. So when he came... <laughs> Is that why? So, like, I was watching... I'm watching Raw, and I'm just like, he... Seth is so out there. Ziggler, oh my god, it was such a bummer. And they no, and faced each other almost twenty times this year. Legit, yeah, it was fifteen times on TV this year. Oh yeah, in twenty eighteen, which is like Jesus Christ. But like we like to reference a lot. I mean, a lot of you ever seen it? Uh, it's a short film called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, uh-huh. and they kind of sign off saying like. When wrestling is bad, it's bad. But when it's good, it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and that's, like, there's, you know, I'll tell anyone listening, who doesn't get it, like, why do you still watch wrestling? Like, yeah, because sometimes it's bad. And, yeah, sometimes I fucking hate wrestling because I love it. But, like, when it's good. It's, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, and it's just, like, you, like, I say this often when really cool stuff happens. Like, I'm wrestling high. And all I want to do is, like, talk wrestling with I other had, friends. I had the worst day yesterday, so, like, and not to get super personal, yeah. but I'm very open about my illness because right. I hope people can learn that just because you got an invisible illness, it doesn't mean that it's not there, and it doesn't right. mean you're not good enough or awesome, right? So I'm very candid with mine. Um, but I found out from Medicaid that they're denying me from now on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and my medication is $20,000 a dose. Yikes. So Yikes. I'm hoping that something happens as birthday miracle because my next shot is January 7th mm-hmm. and I don't have $20,000 but right. I also don't have very much more intestines to lose so mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure some shit out and I had the worst day yesterday and then I went and hung out with Freelance Training Academy Yeah. and I was like I fucking love wrestling and then mm-hmm. I, I went on wrestling Twitter and everybody was talking about just random stuff and I was like Oh my God, wrestling! I love you. I just really hurt you so much. Yeah. And like a bunch of random people like that tweet like right away. <laughs> and I was like, see, it does something so good for so many people that you can't, like, you just can't always explain it, or maybe you can't always express it to the people that don't get it. But the people that do get it, you don't even have to explain it. No. Like immediately, they're like, "Yep, I've had yeah. the worst day of my life ever," and wrestling made it better. And it was the same day that such a shitty raw was on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we hate it because we love it, right? And we just, because we know it could be so much better than, than what it presents itself to be. But you never know when it's going to turn, right? And no, you don't. I mean, look at how many people shit-talked Evolution. How yeah. many people were dogging that show? I thought it was awesome. About how this card looks terrible, they threw it together last minute, oh my god, they don't even have explosions, and the barricades are garbage, and they're treating it like a house show, and meh, 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 meh. they're focusing dope, on Crown right, Jewel, right. and da 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 and everybody that bitched about it, I was like, uh, I don't need explosions. I need yeah. explosions in the ring. Right. right. I needed Ivory and Carmella taking the dance break. <laughs> I started crying when that happened. Because Ivory was one of the women that I respected the most. And during that Miss Royal Rumble, 
2000, she refused to take off her yellow fleece that she had on, and they essentially ripped it off her. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And watching her getting in the ring and looking badass and gorgeous. Yeah. And then just having fun. Right. Yeah. And getting to be a part of that moment. Like, that's redemption. That's awesome. Waterworks. And her, I mean, her pedigree, I mean... Yeah. Oh, Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all the way back to Glow is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, and then she actually did very well, I thought, in that Battle Royale. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was awesome. But, I mean, so you never know when, you know, it looks like a terrible card and it could be the best of your life. And it looks like the best card and it could be the worst of your life. Yeah. Honest, honestly, the thing that's I'm that's been keeping me going with wrestling right now other than obviously going to the indie shows which i always love but following wwe is i mean the evolution of not to use the the term loosely but but becky lynch and everything that she's becoming the man as she calls herself i mean that has been the like the best storyline that's come out of the wwe and the longest you know yeah i i absolutely agree with you um the thing that i find interesting though is how pissed off people were at the pro wrestling 100 women of the year. First mm-hmm. off, PWI, yeah. yeah, PWI, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Right. Yeah. Uh, 100. First off, fuck yeah, it was 100. It went from right. 50 to 100. Right, that's huge. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand why they picked Ronda. I also don't understand why they picked Ronda. But everybody was like, Becky's only number 11, but she wasn't very active at all. Yeah, right. Until like the fourth quarter of the year. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And especially specifically that time frame. That yeah, they, that they rate, ranked. Yeah, and like, when you when you look at like the first thing when you're reading that is like they're like this is our criteria, this is what we looked at. Right, you and know? I think people uh, glance past that because yeah. they just see what they want to see, and they just saw Ronda Rousey who just came in, and you're saying that she's the best wrestler in the world, and it's like, oh, but based off their criteria and that timeline and what she did, that was the most influential. Right. Da 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 da. You know, I mean. Yeah. It was legit. And also, I don't know, if I was Becky Lynch, I'd be stoked to be number 11 because then you're like, yeah, I wasn't your number one, but I fucking turned it up to 11. <laughs> you know? And also, it gives you, like, something to shoot for next year to prove them all wrong. Right. There's oh, nothing absolutely. that fuels my fire more than somebody telling me that I cannot. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I just want to prove to you, yes, I actually can. Right. You know? I've got, got to respect that. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to see Bex, like... It's hard for me because so many people were like, I heard you before I saw you. Were you the one yelling at Becky Lynch about running away with the title? I was like, yeah, actually I was. I was like, run away again, Becky! That was me. Because, TV time out, like, I fucking love Becky Lynch. Like, I have a last kicker shirt. I think she's amazing. Like, she is one of the sweetest, nicest, most badass women that I've ever had the pleasure to meet. Like, she's hilarious. She's a dork. Yeah. She's worked so hard. She was made to be a wrestler. Yeah, 100%. However, I don't like that the whole feud with Charlotte has her being so cheap and so dirty and so weaselly. Mm. And I get that she's turning heel, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But it's cheap. It's not the Becky Lynch that I fell for. Right. Right, right. After she did the, uh, you know... River dancing. The Irish jinx. I mean, it's cool. Be proud of your heritage. I'm a fucking Chicago, and you want to tell me I'm not going to do everything Chicago-based if, if and when I become a wrestler? Come right. On. I mean, duh, I'm a Capone, you know? <laughs> um, but I didn't like that she kept running away with the title, that she would, like, DQ every match. The heel, yeah. The it's not even the heelish. It was huh? the, like, weasel. Because mm-hmm. you can be a heel, and you can be throwing some serious heat around, but you could do it in a way that isn't pathetic. 
Well, that's something yeah. you've always. That was my problem with yeah. Kevin Owens when when uh, when he got the actually like from his time in NXT and then the call up like that was the kind of heel he was. Mm-hmm. He and and I get that that's and I, I've grown to appreciate. His obviously he's a great wrestler. Like there's no arguing that. I think he's great on the mic. I liked him as Kevin Steen, but I don't like him as Kevin um, Owens. Kevin Owens. Owens for those exact reasons. Yeah. Um, you have four moves, and then you tell me you're the best wrestler ever. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Although he is a really wonderful, nice guy, and he's great on the mic. Yeah, I mean, I but it took me some time to appreciate the work that he was putting in, um, in in that vein. Um, and I think Becky's turned a, kind of turned a corner too. Well, I don't know that well, she's I mean, necessarily. She got, place, she got her block knocked. You well, know what I mean? well, one hundred percent. But I, but I think that it became something that it wasn't even intended to be. Like, like it was a heel turn, one hundred percent. No, they were still trying to keep her his face. You think so? I mean, I think. No, I, I, I personally think they tried going. Uh, heel turn, but the crowd just loved her. Right, but I mean. At Evolution, like, everybody was very pro-Becky. I was one of two people. There was this, this beautiful, wonderful boy and his and his boyfriend that I met from Perth. Well, they're technically from New Zealand, but they okay. flew in from Perth. They live mm-hmm. in Perth, Australia now. And they are so wonderful. We ended up, like, cheering and jeering the whole night. It was so great. We were, like, shit-talking each other in the best of ways. But the two of us were the only people cheering for Charlotte. Mm. And I had my Charlotte Flair versus the world shirt that I made at ProWrestlingTees.com years ago because they didn't even sell Charlotte Flair merch. And I was like, fuck the world. I want this shirt. Um, Anyway, so, like, he and I were the only two cheering. Like, everybody (laughs) was cheering for Becky Lynch. What I didn't like is that she did just grab the title and run. And it wasn't, like, heel. Like, I feel like when she's being mean and brutal and just ripping people to shreds, all the shit-talking that she did to Charlotte was heel, was brilliant, was straight fire. It was when she turned into that conniving heel that I was like, now you're losing me. Because yeah. that is not Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch yeah. is a fucking badass. She right. is not a wimping, quivering little Miz of right. a heel. Which is why I like Miz. Because he is that slimy guy. Or he portrays, I should say, that slimy right. guy. Yeah. But Becky has always been true to her school. She's always been honest. She's always been hardcore. Like, And I just thought it was weak. That out of nowhere, she just started like, well, I'm just going to take the ball and run. You know, mm. you don't like this? Here's okay. my title. Here I go. I yeah. And then the official held her so she could do that. And then the chair. And then this. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I was livid. I was infuriated. I was so mad. And then I took my Charlotte Flair versus the World shirt on and I had my Wrestle Talk shirt on. And, and then I watched Ronda beat Nikki and it was a great match. But I was so <laughs> angry. I was so angry. Awesome. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, obviously, I guess that's come full circle because we started with Evolution, and I think we're going to put a pin in it here with We started with Disney and New Kids on the Block. Well, but <laughs> true, true, true. We started our We eventually stuff. got there. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> My train is always late, but it eventually reaches the station. Yeah, yeah I, I feel you. Um, so, obviously, we're talking about, uh, you know, scheduled for one fall. Um, I mean, we could do a whole other episode on your, you know, your roller derby. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It's not rollerblading nerds. Get it right. Read a book. Oh, well, it's scheduled for one fall. We do every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, where, well, iTunes is being a jag. Um, but, Beanpod? Yeah, Beanpod, SoundCloud, like all the things that I don't know anything about. <laughs> we're on it because Patrick and uh, Black Market Ivan get and and La Flama Blanca. So everybody on the show figures out how to work it except for me because I don't <laughs> internet. 
Uh, but we record every Thursday, usually between like 10 p.m. and midnight. Um, and uh, it's just basically, do you like talking about wrestling while drinking alcohol and or smoking weed? Then Boom. you will be into our podcast. For if sure. you don't like people being like, what the fuck, in the middle of nowhere, then you will not like it. I get it. <laughs> it's, it's just like hanging out, shooting the shit. Um, I'm usually drinking essential or smart water or something like that because I usually have some sort of training or gym to go to in the next morning. I think I've been drunk like twice in, nah, maybe like four times now. Drunk upon. Drunk upon. Uh, we're on season two, episode eight we just did. You were on it. We just did a clip show, um, at Black Eye Wednesday. Black Eye Wednesday. Um, but yeah, it's basically La Flama Blanca. It's usually very intoxicated by the time we get to NXT review. She will always tell you some random, weird, awesome liquor fun fact. Um, Black Market Ivan. It's just hilarious. Like, we're, I think we're funny. Good people. Yeah. And I had never met them before in my life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We finally all four met. I met um, La Flama Blanca and Black Market Ivan at uh, the WWE Christmas shows. Is okay. that right? I yeah. think that's where we met at. No, we I met Black Market Ivan at Ring of Honor oh. last year. But we just met because of a friend of mine and Patrick's, like... Was like, hey, Patrick, you're looking for another female voice. Well, I got a voice for you. <laughs> Here's a woman that never shuts up and likes to talk about wrestling. Nice. So, yeah, that's how we met. And uh, we're on our second season, and it's going pretty Where well. can people find you on Twitter? Uh, for Schedule for One Fall? Yeah. Uh, I want to say it's at, at SFOF Podcast. Let me double check, because like I said, I hate the internet. Right, right. Um, Goddamn underline. So annoying. (laughs) And Um, I will be sure to put all of the links in the uh, description of this uh, podcast when we drop it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, guess what? I was actually right. It's uh, at SFOF podcast. um, And then we also have an Instagram that you can find it on there. And uh, where can people find you? um, Various bars throughout the city getting people drunk. (laughs) No. um, (laughs) You can find me on December the 14th. At Logan Square Auditorium for Too Legit to Quit. Hey, hey. Uh, the next installment of Freelance Wrestling. But also, on I'm on Facebook. Uh, I have a personal page, but I, I'm not trying to be like a humble brag. It's just 15 years of roller derby. It's full. I can't add anybody. Oh. There's an athlete page oh, that some kid... No, it's not. It's it's just reality. And I keep trying to delete <laughs> people, but I'm like, oh my God, we played roller derby together in Australia 12 years ago, and I can't delete you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, um, no, I get it. But some kid years ago uh, started a Val Capone fan page, so that on Facebook you can find. Nice. Um, it's a picture of me wearing mouse ears looking at Mount Rushmore. Dope. It's, yeah, just a Val Capone fan page. Um, but then also on Instagram, at Valfonts. Valfonts, yeah. V-A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E. And on Twitter, at Val Capone. Stock all the social media. Don't be jerks. <laughs> yeah, don't be jerks. No, but uh, Val, thank you for coming out. Thanks for coming and having some tackles with us. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing some of your stories, and I, I, I mean, we're probably gonna have to have you back because I know you have a lot more stories. <laughs> I do. So yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't even think we've scratched too much of the surface. But honestly, thanks for being candid with us. You know, sharing your evolution story yeah, and for just, crying on air. No problem. <laughs> no, it, no, that's awesome. That's that's real life, right? Well, it's just it really means a lot to me. Oh. The best part about Evolution, other than the entire night and the entire experience, uh-huh. was... So I told you that I bought four pins, right? One right. for me, one for the Mary Marks, one for Vinnie Mac. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to give this pin to the, like, the coolest person I meet, whatever. And so we're sitting there, front row. I have my Evolution chair at home. And um, nice. two rows behind us, there's like this young girl 
screaming her head off the entire time. And I was like, that's like junior me. <laughs> and I'm like trying to like not swear. Cause like I swear a lot when I know my audience, I don't ever swear around children or the elderly because you know, respect. and so this little girl and her mom and her dad are sitting two rows behind us. And we're all, the whole area is talking and just having a good time and having a good laugh. And yeah, yeah. yay women's wrestling. I was holding my women's tag team champion tag belt sign up, you know, that's right. Yeah. Were they passing those out? I heard they were passing those out. <clears throat> so, <laughs> let's talk. Um, I will tell you that there were Becky signs. Okay. There was hugger section signs. There was Lita. There was Trish that were already there when I got there. Oh, really? Okay. Eventually, I think some fans made those signs in particular. Gotcha. Uh, because that's okay. happened before. There's always hugger section signs. There's always Cesaro section signs. Uh, there was Becky signs, which means WWE is trying to push her real hard. Right, right. And then the Lita and Trish signs, which okay. I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then eventually those We Want Women's Tag Champion, or Tag Titles, showed up. And so I was like, <laughs> the entire time. I don't know. That's generally when I was on camera the most was that sign. And also going like this to Shayna. But because I've broken my knuckles so much, I couldn't do her sign. Oh, no. Anyway, so back to this little girl. So we're sitting there. We're all talking. We're all having a good time the entire time. And I turn around and I'm like, I didn't leave my seat once. No piss breaks during this match or entire card because it was so good. And there's this little girl. And I was like, hey, hey, you, you in the rounder shirt. Congrats on the win. And she's like, thanks. She's the baddest woman alive. And I was like, she sure is. Did you get an evolution pin? And she was like, nope. And she like looks at her mom like, what is she talking about? Right. And I was like, well, hang on a sec. Uh... Is it okay if I give your daughter something? Because, like, I don't know this fucking little girl. Oh, you know what I mean? And I was like, how old are you? And she's like, I'm 11. And I was like, oh, killing me. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so just so you know, my name is Val. And she's like, I'm Madison. And she, like, sticks her hand out to me, right? And so I'm like, hey, Madison. Uh, so the first time I remember seeing wrestling, I was seven. It's pretty cool that you're 11. So you probably already got a number of years experience. And she's like, yeah. You know? <laughs> and I was like... Did you have a good time tonight? She's like, yeah. I was like, what's your favorite? She's like, well, Rhonda. And I was like, yeah, totally. I agree. <laughs> I was like, so you didn't get an evolution pin? And she like, she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I again asked her parents. I'm like, is it okay if I give this to her? And they were like, oh, yeah, thank you. And they looked so proud and they were so cute. I'm like, thank you so much for bringing your daughter here. This is very, very important. It's awesome. And then so I dug it out of my bag and I was like, here you go. And she goes, is that for me? And I was like, yeah, I bought one for my best friend, one for our other friends, one for me. And then I bought one for the coolest person I met. And that's you, Madison. <laughs> she started crying. Aww. And she like buried her face in her mom and her mom and her dad were like, thank you so much. And I was like, no, man, it's cool. Thank you so much for bringing her to this. And then she's like, are you serious? This is mine. And I was like, oh, yes. So that was the coolest experience. That's the power of wrestling, and that's what yeah. makes our community so awesome. Yep. I call it our community because we're all a bunch of wrestling nerds. Yeah. So, awesome. Good uh, good positive notes to end it on. Val, honestly, appreciate you, and I know we'll see you again very soon. Yes. Yes, indeed. Bring us home, nerd. Absolutely. This has been Episode 7 of Wrestling Talk and Randomness Presents... Let's talk about wrestling. That's the name of the show. That's right. And guys, remember, when you're talking about wrestling, you don't always have to have tacos. Even if they're vegan, <laughs> they're still delicious. Aww. Have a good one.